welcome to Spellcast Adventures, a live Dungeons and Dragons show every Monday, 5.30 Eastern on YouTube. The following video is our session one. Please excuse some of the technical issues in the beginning as we were sorting everything out. All information about the show can be found at spellcastadventures.com. If you'd like to see more from us, please like and subscribe. Enjoy! weeks and weeks of preparation we have finally made it thank you all for joining us let's start with introductions shall we starting off we have our fantastic dungeon master the dm of 20 years experience ben the dm or bm the dm that's me yes. you make me sound so old um no my name's <laughs> My name's Ben. I'm on Twitter at BMTheDM. I'm the uh, creator of Seorion, the campaign homebrew that we're playing in. Um, Kira and I have uh, we set out the call on Reddit like a month ago, and all these fabulous people have come to us. We are so very excited to have them here. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BMTheDM, and look for me also helping out with the charity Everyone Games on October 1st. Sweet. Awesome. Next up, we have Sarah. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah. I am a freshman at the College of William and Mary in Virginia. I am studying physics and I am working to self-publish my first science fiction novel. I've been playing D&D for um, about a quarter of my life, so you do that math. Um, and I've uh, been DMing for most of that, so I'm very excited to start playing. Awesome. And Forever DM turned into player. <laughs> Next up, going down the line, we have Nate. Hi, everybody. I'm Nate. Um, I uh, also fellow Dungeon Master of about uh, two years now. I am a uh, grad student uh, studying marriage and family therapy. I am also an artist. Um, I post lots of stuff um, and hoping to kind of help with uh, working on some of the artsy stuff for this campaign, which I am very excited for. Awesome, awesome. And going down to the side, we have Mr. Magic here. Hey, everybody. Thank you, Kira. My name is Magic. I've been a uh, fantasy and sci-fi geek all my life and uh, started playing DMD in the olden days in Europe using the Redbox edition. Some of you may know which it is. That was back in the 80s when the entirety of the rulebook was contained in about 60 pages or so. Um, I'm an author, uh, currently working on the fifth book in the Blood of Rise series, and uh, before turning to writing as uh, my full-time job, I kept busy as a physicist, biotech entrepreneur and physician, and uh, now I'm fortunate to be able to travel the world and playing D&D with this amazing group of players, and I um, can't wait to see where Ben and everybody else is going to take this great adventure. Awesome. Christina, those credentials, I, man. They are. Can I jump in? And we said we were going to stumble on this campaign and don't worry about it. And I stumbled first. I forgot to hit play on our little music as we started the game. So we've been on dead space <laughs> just chatting. It's so I'm going to start the music. I'm sorry. Start the music, DJ. Yes. And I hit the wrong one. We're stumbling so much. It's okay. We're getting all the kinks out. Exactly. And then to the technically right of me 
is Zach. Zach, introduce uh, yourself. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Zach Lavoy. I am a podcast host. Uh, I am a gamer of too many years to count. Started playing D&D uh, &D back when I was in middle school, some 20-odd years ago. Uh, and I can't wait for you all to check out our campaign. Ben has done incredible work and all these players have put in the work and we're just excited to get things started for you all awesome awesome and uh, last but not least we have josh in the corner hey everyone i'm josh i'm a sales guy i come from software sales um pretty nerdy tech guy i've uh, been in the D, D realm for a little bit i dm as well uh, but more importantly, I think I helped Ben create some of the things you'll see in this campaign. Uh, I'm glad to share it. Happy to be here. Uh, great group of people. Can't wait to play. Awesome. Awesome. Let's get started, shall we? Sounds good. I'm going to take it over from here. Floating amongst the stars is a small planet out in the darkness. Strange things happen on this world, namely coming down through the cracked sky, like a sheet of glass that's had a bullet shot through it. Fractures spread around Seorion as we come down Busat, the city of gates nestled at the southern continent of Katala, a vast jungle wilderness hosting some of the most ancient places in Seorion. The City of Gates is a bridge to the world. Diplomatic, cultural, melting pot, where all races come together to try to find some sense of harmony. But our story does not begin in Busat, the City of Gates. We are slightly north, some 130 miles north of Busat, nestled on the coast is the city of Mitotona. Today is the 11th of the month's Caspiel, which is the autumn month in Seorion. Mitotona is a town of some 3,000 individuals, a fishing village that has since grown into a small metropolis and stop along the way south toward Busat. It is the annual pickling and smoking season for all the masses of fish they come into the town of Mitotona, and the air is filled with sweet pickling juices, smoky, rich flavors, and a little bit more fish than is comfortable for most city folk. Inside of this town is a quaint little tavern, once the home of a rich noble who thought he could get a summer getaway up in Mitotona, but the smell of fish really turned him off. Since then, the Cobbler's Pleasure, a small tavern, has been renovated. There is a private estate adjoining the tavern with a large three-story tower. But inside on the right in the larger space is the proper tavern of the Cobbler's Pleasure. Now in this stream, we like to throw people on the spot a little bit. So we'll start with Josh. What's something unique about the Cobbler's Pleasure? Um, Anytime you come in here, it just smells um delicious like something is always readily available and, and 
the moment you get into it, it's just, it drives your hunger. Whether they have something prepared or not, it's just always a pleasant smell. During breakfast on the 11th of Caspiel, that smell is fresh eggs and sausages. Usually the fish roasts and the pies and the local fare is something that's always on the menu, but today there's special eggs and sausages available. Celebrating the launch of the pickling season is a good feast, and these are the leftovers from what kind of made it out to that feast a few days ago. And you get to reap the rewards, those of you that are in the Cobbler's Pleasure. And this morning, sitting at the table, enjoying her breakfast, looking over to a strange-looking friend of hers, is a small rabbit folk. Kira, can you please introduce your character for us? Hello. Welcome. You are staring at a half-rabbit folk, half-halfling rabbit folk on my mother's side. Starting from the top, I have gray and white long rabbit ears coming out of my navy and gold trimmed wizard hat with little stars on the side. <laughs> the wizard hat is adorned with gold trim and constellations, and that matches the rest of my outfit. My face is more human-like than rabbit, which is unique for, for my kind. It's not, you don't really see that much around in the rabbit folk. Um, I have short pink bubblegum hair that's a little wavy up to my shoulders, and I wear a uh, big round gold-trimmed glasses, which I'm very excited to have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it starts. My little, yep, it starts. <laughs> I'm short, but not as short as the rest of the rabbit folk, standing at around four feet tall. My body is mostly human like, with the exception of a white, fluffy bunny tail that sticks out of my dress in the back. I am always pristine when it comes to my outfit, always perfectly presented and perfectly clean. I take pride in what I look like. My outfit of choice is an A-line dress, almost Lolita-like in nature. The dress is also navy and gold with gold stars and constellation patterns throughout. Uh, the sleeves are a sheer lace, navy lace with some gold accents. And I'm wearing um, gold and navy wrist cuffs that are also lace. And my skirt starts out as navy but fades into a gold ombre towards the bottom. It has a gold stars pattern with a sheer layer on top with the constellations as well. And um, with a big navy bow in the back with also the gold constellations. The stars and constellation theme is throughout the entire outfit and also throughout the accessories like my parasol and little capelet that I have that I carry around with me. Um, hanging on the side is always at my side is my spell book which is like a pinkish light rose colored leather with gold trim and it has a strap on it that I can use to carry it over my shoulder or use it to convert my back uh my spell book into a backpack and that's it <laughs> all right <laughs> sitting in the nice warm interior of this tavern on a bright morning 
enjoying your breakfast. I'm going to pause that part. Um, across from her is a good friend. Josh, you want to introduce your character? Yeah. Uh, a stark difference from the little bunny folk is a much larger humanoid figure standing about six foot four, dressed in simple and patched together leather armor. But it seems it's kind of hard to tell where that armor begins and where the silvery plate beneath it meet as if it's like almost integrated into this creature's skin or armor itself. Uh, you see a one-sleeved uh, leather like trench coat-like jacket with silver metal flowing beneath it as that seems to be this person's skin. Uh, the metal reflects light coming off from the lit interior here, but it's riddled with scars and scratches, presumably old and worn from the ages, although it's pretty hard to distinguish how old he is. Uh, you also see a very large spade attached to his back, worn and well used. And uh, you see a warforged individual. That's it for me. Diggin, what have you been up to for the past couple of days? I've been up in the tower trying to figure out what just happened over the past adventure that we just had. I have been waiting for you, Penelope. I have oh. questions and things that need answered, but I do not know where to go. Same. I think we've discovered too many things on our journey so far. Too many things that I've never thought that we would experience before. I I don't know who to ask. I don't know where where to find these answers, but I think I think um, Malaria will will point us in the right direction. Possibly, I heard. Elwick Varen might be uh, returning today. We can head there if needed, but I, I'd i like to return this marker and he'll hold out a uh, marker that has uh, two ivory, like almost tusks with some uh, smoke in between it out. And uh, he'll continue digging, would like to see this through. I've been working with Ragnus up in his tower for the past couple of days. He is also waiting for, um, what's his name? Sorry. Elric. To come back. Yeah. Yes, Elric to come back. <laughs> no um, problem. But yes, I think once Elric comes back, we might have some answers. Diggin believes Elric has the answers. Same. As you're enjoying your conversation and the din of the crowd around you an interesting individual comes in through the front door and makes his way to sit with a couple friends at the table next to you and you get a good look and kind of clock this individual as he walks in and nate would you like to introduce your character sure um so i am wearing um kind of simple pieces of what appear to be probably uh uh homemade leather armor um, single leather shoulder guard on my left uh, with a strap across my chest. Um, attached to the strap under my right arm is a large leather-bound book. Um, pieces of kind of thigh armor and leather boots offer some semblance of protection for my legs beneath a kind of similar well-worn leather coat um, and a sort of just blue uh, patchwork shirt. Um, at my side is a ornate golden cup hilt rapier. 
um, face kind of aged, a little bit stern, um, beneath bushy eyebrows, you can see deep uh, purplish blue eyes and uh, on the sides pointed half-elf ears, um, kind of uh, ashy brown hair sort of giving way to some graying in the roots, um, about shoulder length pulled up into like a high ponytail, um, just for like a half ponytail, and uh, kind of a similarly graying big bushy beard as well. Um, so just going and sitting down with the, the rest of the group. I am muted. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you take a quick jaunt across and sit down aside from the table. You do hear bits of the conversation next to you, but at this point, nothing that's really perked your interest. Morning. How are you all doing? And with that, morning, how are you all doing? Magic, will you please introduce your character for us? Sure. Um, you're looking at a uh, tall, easily over six and a half foot half-orc, um, but you notice that this half-orc is not the typical orc and human mix that you may be used to, but you can detect a darker skin, a darker hue than usual, somewhat reminiscent of a dark elf, a race that may not be very common in, in this part of Siorium. Um, this half-orc is dressed in a well-worn, simple gray and blue tunic with a hood, something that a monk may wear. His face bears several scars, fairly usual for half-orcs, whether it's from a ritual or from battle. And, um, and he uh, bears a um, wooden leather-wrapped quarterstaff. And you see, if you can see his back, uh, that there are several darts that are strapped to, um, to it that he may also use when necessary. As well as sitting beside the half-orc. Zach, can you introduce your character for us as well? So, um, sitting beside the half-orc is a dragonborn um, whose skin is a sort of burnt bronze color with um, brass scaling, and his dress is entirely simple. It is basically sacks. Um, these clothes obviously were not purchased so much as donated. Um, he's wearing a very raggedy burlap top and slacks that were, you know, they're, they're tearing around the edges. Um, the only thing of any kind of value he has uh, strapped to his back in a very weathered old leather uh, scabbard is a greatsword. Um, and he looks to um, Nate, who just walked in, and says, Oh, good morning. Where have you been? Oh, I was uh, down by the beach. I like to watch the sunrise, but, um, you know, Primal Calling's breakfast does have its uh, merits as well, I suppose. Oh, I do not understand how you can do anything before breakfast, sorry. <laughs> no, I suppose not. Dickon kind of just like looks over to them after rudely interrupting uh, Penelope and I's conversation and just kind of turns back to Penelope and kind of turns the back a little bit further, kind of just like blocks her out. As they're continuing their conversation, 
about parallel with you guys as you walked in there. Um, uh, as Soren walked in and sat down, uh, you you hear that name that Penelope drops that catches your catches your interest, Soren. Um, that Elric Varen. And a particular note that you had recently deciphered. Oh, that's right. Um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to intrude, but I couldn't help but overhear. You mentioned a name, Elric. What, what significance is he of to you, if I might ask? Yes, um, my wizard friend Ragnus had sent him out on a on a adventure and um he should be coming back uh there's he had a hunch about something oh is sorry two seconds i lost the notes that i had for that (laughs) (laughs) nope no problem i'm pulling up an old discord message (laughs) (laughs) sorry ben out of character was it a dm you sent me with the the it was you had um you had found a note that had a few names on it um and i can just share it to you out of character here there was that do you remember the purpose of the note yeah you got it okay perfect okay um so just turning back to them um my friends and i here were on a uh expedition of our own a few days ago and um we came across some rather unsavory folk in the woods. Um, they had this. I pull out the note from my coat pocket. It's uh, ciphered, but you can see I have my uh, my own scribblings next to it, deciphering best I can. Um, it says a list of names, one of which uh, speaks of an assistant that is joining Elric Varen from Usat. I don't suppose either of you fit that description. Penelope, Digging. you absolutely do. <laughs> just as a reminder. <laughs> yeah. Just hand the note. Um, the first thing you notice, Diggin, that's uh, incredibly apparent, is at the bottom of this note, there's a stamp, some sort of signature, and it matches your marker. Diggin has seen this before. Have you? What, what is it? I was actually quite confused. It, Seems some sort of signifier. You are correct. This is of the ivory phantoms. See this? And he hands out like a, I would assume exact replica, but as like a medallion marker. Huh. I, I, and I take, do you hand me the, the medallion? It's, it's stuck between my hands. You can try and grab it. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> um, just kind of like leaning and looking at it. Um, gentlemen, I'd, do either of you recognize this? I I don't think I've ever seen anything like you before. Uh, um, go ahead and make a, a history check for me. You may have heard of something like this. Oh, first roll of the campaign. Here we go. First roll. History. All right. I think I'm all right at this. Come on. Ooh, wow. Ooh. Right. Oh, wow. Oh. Solid. 
Um, during your time in Busat, especially, you did hear of a couple interesting antiquities, as they were referred to, come in. Um, but they, they were, were these metallic automaton creatures um, that had been brought in for... Um, you're, I'm assuming you were referring to Diggin, correct? Like, have yes. you seen anything like this referring to him? Perfect. Yeah, um, yeah these automaton as they came in, you'd never seen one personally, but they were described in great detail somewhere in varying states of decay. Um, but they referred to themselves when they gained the capacity to speak and to talk to others. They referred to themselves as the Yurig. Kind of lean forward. My god, I didn't think you people were real. I thought it was... I'm sorry, I'm being very analytical. Um, I, my that name is, is incredibly rude. I, I'm well aware. That's one of my major shortcomings. Extend a handshake. I, I'm Soren, Clendare, if you have a name. Again. And he's like very robotically just shakes your hand and then recoils. Um, gentlemen, do you, we, we might have some interest in these two. I'm sorry, um, young, young lady, what is, what is your name? Well, I am Penelope Bright Whiskers from the land of Draghold. <laughs> former acolyte and student of the Kaiser Vexus Luminary Academy and current apprentice oh. of the Ashtakirin Guild. But That's you can lovely. call me Pippi. Pippi. Yes. Right. All right. Well, I'm Soren. Nice to meet you. Um, these are two of my friends. I'll let them handle their introductions. Correct. Uh, interesting pair. Nose boys. Uh, all right. Tarak, go ahead. Tarak has been kind of following the conversation uh, from beneath his hood. Um, he glances up when he is mentioned and he says, uh, I am Tarak Osterhoff of Clan Blightmoon. And that's the entirety of his. Uh, <laughs> his speech for the time being. Diggin nice will, uh, uh, Diggin will, like, stand up from his chair and go out and reach a hand out. Nice to meet you. Tarak grabs the hand. Recoils. Does not say anything <laughs> else. Either does Diggin. Very awkward. <laughs> Charisma 8, everybody. Charisma 8. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Doran? Doran, um, who has been shoveling eggs and sausage into his mouth as fast as he can, basically looks up and just... Oh, yes. It's very nice to meet you all. I am uh, Doran... Oh, my... <laughs> I'm Doran Argentrixus. Uh, I have been with Soren and Terak for a few days now, and uh, wherever they go, I will go, because I have nothing better to do. Likewise, Diggin will approach, reach out his hand. Nice to meet you. Doran looks at the hand and looks at the man and just, well, I've never shaken hands with mechanical men before, but hey, it's first time for everything, huh? Yes, <laughs> first time for everything. You said you came me. across some unsavory folks? Were they of the uh, undead variety by any chance? Um, <laughs> not that I know of. No, they were, they were 
spellcasters of some sort, and I don't know if they owned them. They had little awful creatures with them that were very bitey and... But I don't think they were related. I think they more capitalized on a moment of our um, distraction. They weren't... They were They were alive? They were not... As far as I know. Okay. Actually, one of them had this book. Uh, I pull out one of the other books from my coat and kind of just pop it on the table. It's mostly like... It's mostly kind of like cleric sort of incantations of different like magical spells and things like that. I had this. It's really of no use to me, but uh, I thought I might take hold of it just in case anything uh, came of it. And a very quick interjection from the rest of the tavern. As you ask if anyone's of the undead variety, a small hush (laughs) occurs and people kind of look over very confused and then kind of go back to their meals. And a few seconds later, um, Amira the uh the bartender that's been or the, the tavern woman that's been assisting you um a stout halfling lady kind of comes up and looks around and says uh is everything okay with the law to you you good anybody everything need drinks topped off fine thank you i'll have some yeah, coffee actually if you, if you don't mind yeah coffee yeah okay try not to be talking about the undead fine. so much hey, yeah the undead gives people that heebie-jeebies a little bit you don't Wait, mind, it's a common so. thing over here no, that's why it gives us the heebie-jeebies. But you've Please. seen them before. No, we—I've never seen them. No, they're terrifying. We've heard yeah, tales of them. Yeah, hey, if if you could, folks are celebrating. It's a good time for the town. If you just you know keep it a little quiet, you know, don't be talking about the undead so much. Right. We won't be so nervous. Thanks, and everybody kind of calmly and like does the digging thing where they just gotta turn away from your group a little bit <laughs> as you're all talking. Um, <laughs> And then Amira will head back to the bar and very quickly bring back a few drinks, um, fill up um, coffees. Those of you that haven't had it, this is a very rich, dark Catalan coffee that's grown right out in the jungles here. Um, mm. But teas and ales are available. Cider is very popular out here as well. But she fills up everybody's drinks and just kind of hopes that you'll all shut up about the undead. No, thank you. Diggin does not drink coffee. I didn't think so. Uh, You didn't have a cup in front of you. She just kind of fills off the people's drinks who have drinks already from ordering breakfast. There are no problems here. We will not talk about that which you have told us not to talk. But, but Diggin, we need to know what happened. About the undead? Yes. Well, we were told not to talk about the undead. Goodness. (laughs) Robot man does not know when to shut trap, huh? What we're not using that word. What word? The, the you one. No. Me? No, I knew that was going to happen. God's fine. Um. <laughs> he has specifically told us not to use undead. Please yes. refrain from saying undead. The opposite of living variety. Correct, that one. The opposite from living variety gave us this. Well, we took okay. it. Yes. And he holds out the marker again. Oh, oh, I misunderstood that entirely. I thought that was yours. No, it was found on someone's person. A great swordsman. I I wouldn't have exactly called him a person when we met him. Well, what would you have called him? The non-living variety. The the opposite of living. Got it. Again, very (laughs) rude. Is it? Um, They might have feelings, too. Do you know if they have that? 
You kind of mm. ripped him apart. No, I studied him. By ripping him apart? <laughs> no. It was a little traumatizing, yes. Those of you that have been staying in the tavern um, for a little while and have seen the face and know the name, um, Franklin Dubois, a, a local um, bard, makes his way a little bit closer and starts playing a lute a little bit louder to kind of cover up your conversation. <laughs> Perhaps best to finish this conversation after breakfast somewhere um, more private. Just Sorry, I've just thing. never seen anything like this before. I did. I didn't even train for this. I did not feel start better. the conversation. I haven't trained for anything, so. Oh, great. As the music begins to pick up, things start to calm down a little bit and people go back to their breakfast. Very suddenly, there is an amazingly, awesomely loud explosion <clears throat> up behind you in the tavern above you the windows and walls begin to shake and you hear <clears throat> as two thuds land on the roof and people screaming in the streets <clears throat> and the feet appear out run immediately. off the tavern yeah, Diggins swiftly just reaches behind his coat and pulls out two daggers the undead here they're here the heat they followed us Wait, you know, that, the entire tavern starts screaming <laughs> and diving under tables and Amara back at the bar just goes what do you bloody mean the undead are here Jesus what and everybody oh, gets down and like hunkers behind building or behind the furniture Penelope we are not supposed to use that word <laughs> sorry I'm you sorry. hear I'm alarm sorry. bells coming from outside the tavern and there's yelling as guards. You watch a group of about four guards go running past the windows, making their way outside. Stand uh, behind like me, to, Penelope. Just like tapping on our table. Like, right, that's us. Come on. And pulling out my rapier and running uh, outside can't if I can. even have a decent breakfast. Okay, let's go. <laughs> grabs his quarterstaff and follows his friends out the door. We did not pay for this meal. <laughs> you you hear Amira if it's the undead just bloody go get out <laughs> thank you very much for your patronage <laughs> uh, as you head outside you can see a few people are starting to gather and they they've kind of calmed down a little bit the initial screams have stopped but you get a turn and look um, Penelope and Diggin you notice Ragnus's suite up at the very top with the large like stained glass kind of bay windows that overlook the entire town blown out and shattered. And there's a small stream of smoke coming from his office. Um, Tarak, Soran, or Soran and Doran, um, you three have never been up there, but you see the same smoke. This is a tower that's attached to the cobbler's pleasure. Um, that's supposedly a private residence. Oh no. Oh no. And it exploded. It is on, it's not on fire. There's a small stream of smoke coming out of it. And a okay. moment later, you see someone being dragged out of the front door of that building, yelling and visibly upset as she's trying to explain herself. And Sarah, will you please introduce your character to <laughs> us? <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so, what you guys see is a 
bright pink tiefling. Um, yes. She has blue horns stretch up gold tipped. And although she has pink skin, pink hair, she has these blue strange marks on the sides of her face and around her fingertips. Um, and they're blue, almost scale-like marks. Uh, she wears a nice, well-tailored uh, brown coat, a nice white shirt, blue shorts, and uh, knee-high boots. And her outfit is bloody. Her hair is frizzled and frazzled, and she smells vaguely of ozone. And she is freaking out right now. <laughs> Ben, you're muted. Doran, Tarak, and Soren, you immediately recognize this woman. This is who you escorted through the woods that made off into the night. Was girl from Caravan. She made me oh shit! Again. And she's being dragged off by someone. They, they, the guards bring her out and kind of stop and just get her out of the scene. They're like, you're not in trouble, miss. Just, we need you to calm down. We got to take care of Did you see where they went? Out the window! Where the hell was Who? Who went out the window? And you see a few townspeople going, they went that way. Human man. Yeah, yeah. The gold, gold tooth and sh- sh- short, short beard. And he had a little star on his eye. He, he killed him. He killed him. You need to get him. He uh, killed well, He killed him? <laughs> can, can we save him? Is there something we can do? Is he all right? I, 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 we, we've got people looking. I, and you look oh. through the crowd, and whoever they're pointing at may have been the footsteps on the roof, but you don't see anybody in the distance running. The town's laid out a little haphazardly. There's not like a clear shot down a street or anything. She is holding a dead body? She is not, but... She's covered in a little bit of blood. Who was drag- being dragged out of it? She was. Maximil oh, was. She, she was being dragged out. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. You don't know my name yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, um, here in Diggin, there is no sign of Ragnus. Uh, immediately, Diggin will... <laughs> Can I roll an insight check to see if Ragnus is inside or outside of the tower and that'll determine where I'm going. Um, insight. And that is a 14. Ragnus is an older man. Um, you know, he was a little bit decrepit and if he had jumped out of that window, it would have been about a two story drop for him. Probably wouldn't have gone well. Um, and he has not been carried out of the tower at all. Um, then I will, I will run towards, uh, this new woman screaming bloody murder and calmly, like, just like sprint to her, but like stop right at her and just arms to the side. Where is Ragnus? Sorry, he's upstairs. He's, he's, he, he was, he is, uh, he's, his throat. Excuse me. And he pushes her aside and just bolts inside. Sorry, you could (laughs) have asked, you could have asked, sir. Diggin, go! Go! We must save Ragnus! I'm sprinting all the way up. Okay. Diggin, you arrive at the top of the tower, um, and you see one body up there, a little older man, 
and the, you pass by and quickly shove past a couple of guards that are kind of like standing outside the room, not sure what to do. Get out of the um, way. And you, as you push past them easily, they're both completely stunned. There's Ragnus laying on the, in a, or on the floor in a pool of his own blood and his throat cut. Oh, no. um, and you spot on the wall adjacent to him where there was solid wall the burns and impact of some hot source and you can see just explosive debris blown off of that point is it on fire in here or is it like uh it's smoldering a bit but it's not on fire okay i will first of all go up to ragnus see if he's actually dead sure make a medicine check i can do that 13. Ragnus is dead. There's no pulse. You don't sense anything. I'll uh, soldier carry him over my, my shoulder and just sprint out of the smoldering building. Damn it. You kind of come back downstairs as the rest of you are gathering your wits. Ragnus um, Diggin's gone for probably about 30 seconds and then emerges a few seconds later with Ragnus's body. And Penelope, you see the lifeless head of somebody that was helping you to study and learn about the area. It's kind of hanging loosely on Diggin's back. Oh, my carrots! He's dead! First the undead, now he's dead! What is happening? I should have never left my patch. Just gently put him on the ground and kind of cross his arms and inspect the wound, uh... Can I ascertain, like, what may have caused the slice in his neck? If it was a large weapon, yeah. small weapon? With a 13 from the medicine check, you would have easily been able to tell that it was a small knife that just cut across the neck. It wasn't wasn't any powerful slash. It was slow. Really quick, with everybody else down here, what's everyone else doing as this scene's kind of gathering? You see a small crowd kind of gathering around, and there are two guards flanking uh, Maximil in the center of the road. And Rock. They're... Oh. Tarak, go ahead. <laughs> Tarak <laughs> approaches uh, the tiefling um, and uh, kind of looks her up and down to uh, see whether she is um, unharmed and um, is any of the blood that's on her purse or is it all just foreign blood? No, with your, um, I mean, with your natural insight and perception, it's easy to tell that she's got no wounds, except for, um, actually, Maximil, why don't you just roll a d20 for me really quick? Oh, you were a little close to that explosion. Yay. Oh, no. <laughs> Concussed. Uh, you, you were fine. Um, there's a little bit of scorching on the side of her face, but there's no blood actively like coming out of her ears or anything like that. Everything that's on her is primarily hands and appears to be superficial and somebody else's blood or just, you know, like a scrape from the panic of what happened. Okay. Um, what, what happened after you left us? It was a uh, was Trak, right? That was your name. Uh, well, um, 
Rodnan and I, we, we came back to Maditona and, and we, we went to go see Ragnus with, with the book. We wanted to give Ragnus the book. And, and as soon as we went to Ragnus, you see, the, the, the window blew open and, and then I turn around and Rodnan, there's a sword through his sternum. And then I look around and the room's blown up. I'm knocked down. And there's this man and he, he tries, he cuts Ragnus's throat and he steals the book and there's nothing that I was able to do. I mean, I, I tried, I tried to get him, but I, I couldn't. I just know what he looks like and that's not much help, but. <sighs> so you would recognize him if you saw him again? Oh, I, I most definitely would, I believe. Good. Have you seen him before? No, I'd, I'd never seen him before. I, I I just got a good look under his hood. What did he look like? Uh, well, he was human. He had the little short ears. Um, he had a gold tooth. He had a very groomed uh, brown beard around his face. That, that's where beards usually are. And he had a scar <laughs> under his eye that made it look a little funky, like a little bit of a lazy eye, but it was just because of the scar under his eye. You know, that sort of thing, sir. Which eye? Um, the right eye. Sounds like we need to be hunting this man now. Very much so. He's taken two people from my list already. Looks around. Does this sound familiar to anybody? This person in particular doesn't really ring a bell for any of you. Okay. And he was also um, very rude. Like when he was speaking, like talk down to people. It was very rude. Not to mention the killing part. That's also. I think I'm a little out also of it a bit right rude. now. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't you? Have you? You haven't seen him before? Can't say I have. I'd like to find him right now, though, before he gets about, too far. What about the people who? I remember you tried to get Rodden and I out of a situation. Was anyone who's? Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're dead. Oh. Oh, okay. We, we dispatched them. You got away safely. Um, you, you to the best of my people? knowledge. Yes. Have you? Not, this is not the time for this. Um, looking around, can I? Is there like a trail or anything like that that we could follow, where like guards might be chasing after someone or following the sounds of like distant screams or anything like that? I make a perception check. You mean okay. other than the internal screams? Other than that, yep. Okay, uh, 14, uh, 16 total. Kind of at the, at the position you're at outside in the street where everybody's backed up and is kind of looking at and assessing the scene, it's started to gather a bunch of onlookers. And as you step back, you get a swift shoulder check too as um, Shautha comes bursting out of the uh, the Hammers oh. of Mitotona office across the street. <laughs> <laughs> and she runs up to Maximil and she's oh, Max, are you are are you okay, dear? And she starts tending to her. Um, thank you so much. But you do see impacts on the roof where boot prints landed very clearly. You can see where they hit up on the roof of the cobbler's pleasure. Um But from this angle, you can't like I said, the city's a little bit um, disorganized in terms of its layout, so it's very hard to get a straight look down a street. Uh, but you could start at the top of that roof. Uh, can I? Can I try to climb up there? Absolutely. Um, 
there's uh there's boxes and crates stacked in most places outside of the tavern just shipments that they bring in that make it very easy you don't need to roll a check and you can quickly get up onto the roof um it's mostly um a wood planked kind of shingles but there's a good layer of dust and a lot of sun damage from being out in the middle of this desert not in the middle of the desert it is a coastal harbor you guys are just south of the jungles of Katala, so there's a little bit of leeway from the heat coming from the tall trees. Uh, if you remember being through that jungle, the very, very tall Katalan redwoods, just massive <laughs> trees with huge palm fronds at the top um, that were the very thick trunked, um, provide a lot of shade, kind of this area. And you do get the nice mist off of the beach, but the direct mm-hmm. sun damage and the salt coming in really kind of makes these a bleached shingle. As you get okay. up there, you can see two sets of boot prints running northeasterly off of the roof. Towards where? East, northeast, um, heading northeast. northeast would be toward the jungle, really. Yeah. Like, out but of I don't town. see anybody, like, still bounding from rooftop to rooftop or anything? You don't. And following that little trail off the edge, you look down and you can see down below in the dirt as people are starting to make their way, you can see boot prints kind of heading up the next building and moving off as if they landed on the street and quickly scampered up another building. There's fresh dirt right up the side of that building. All right. I would hop back down um, and I guess just wait until things calm down for a second. Where did you go? Oh, up. I was trying to get a better view. Um, They took to the roofs and took to the jungle shortly thereafter. Um, Unless we chase after them now, we're not going to find them unless they come back to us, which is also an option. Then we chase, and Diggin yes. will chase. <laughs> just, just right, right. Then he'll he'll decide to no. just go. Wait, um, I f- I follow we, him. Should, should we? Have oh, a there he goes. Plan, maybe. Tarak looks at the two that ran up and says, "I like them," and runs right after them. <laughs> Yes, I'm starting to as well. All right. <laughs> well, Harp. I guess it's Drop good is now. kind of talking to you a little bit, and but you're fine, dear. Right? Why don't you, Why don't you sit down, have a drink for a moment, and get a get a glass of water in you at least inside? Well, it looks like they're going off to try and chase after the guy who uh, killed my friend. So I think I'm going to follow uh, after them. But I would yeah. totally love some water afterwards. If that's okay, right. sure. Thank you so much. All right. And I brush off and I run after them. Although okay. a little slower. Um, Diggin, you are out in front there. Um, make a survival check at disadvantage. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> 13. You get a bit of a trail and you see the spots that Soren had pointed out where they ran up the side of the building in the dirt the, from there. And then you also find on the opposite side of that building a small impact point where somebody may have landed. Um, but then a couple steps later from there, you see horses' tracks heading off on the dust through the city. And about that time, a couple guards are jogging back out of breath and see a lot of you kind of like making your way following the trail. And they're like, ah, we... We chased them. They're they're on horseback out of the city now. I, Fuck. Uh, we can right. we could try to regroup, but I don't think we're catching these guys. 
Did you get a description? Two humanoid people on horseback, um, one on a brown horse and one on a painted red and white horse of very high speed out of town. It was, yeah. You said it was painted red and white. But, you know, a a painted pattern, like a a paint horse. Yeah, it was red and white spots. Spots on a horse, not actual paint. No, no, not real paint. Have you never seen a paint horse before? One that looks like it's got multiple colors? No, I, I live in well, the city. Diggin, I don't really knows what you're talking about. I was explaining to them what a oh, painted oh, horse was. No, no actual paint, but I don't think that's the point here. I don't know if you're going to catch them. Maybe right. regroup. Uh, we we have to go talk to the captain. Um, don't the touch The man anything. is dead. Yeah, don't touch anything. What, Too like late. The, the trees. I'm... I mean, you you all chased these guys as if you were in trying to run them down as a as members of the city yard. Are any of you employed or paid to do this? We keep the uh, peace here, the job, but, uh, oh. Only offered the job yesterday, so haven't really had time to decide that yet. Can you um. specify what not to touch, please? I think he means of anything uh, important. Fine, important. Uh, oh God, we got more important things there. to do. Goodbye, and they walk off. It's important anything, to touch. Anything pertaining to the trail or the dead body or things of that nature, I think. What does Diggin do with their hands? Uh, I like pockets. I usually put mine in my pockets, but. Does he have pockets? Diggins' <laughs> jacket does not have pockets. Um, <laughs> Shame. Something to see to the tailor about later. Diggins has a pouch. <laughs> My dress um, has pockets. It's a feature. Has to have pockets. Has to. Yeah. <laughs> Diggins doesn't know what to do. I. I... Your dress has a approaches Diggin and he says, You are a strange creature. And he kind of locks his hands behind his back and says, Try this. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't. Diggin does not touch anything, but hands are now behind Diggin's back. <laughs> All right. Oh, Miss, Thank Miss, you. Miss Peppy, your dress, your dress has pockets? Where'd you get your dress made? Yes. Um, I got it in. Um... Not to be too happy right now because my Ragnus just just died. But um, <laughs> I'm, I'm also upset about that. But pockets? Yeah, no, it has pockets. It's fantastic. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, I know. My, it's, my, my it coat got... has pockets, but none of my dresses back home do. Uh, oh, it's such a great feature. Tiefling lady and rabbit folk. Let us discuss this later. It's <laughs> <laughs> from the glowing fairy in Busat. Shakes his head and, and walks back towards the tavern. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, shock is one hell of a drug. All right. Yeah. Yes, true, true. I mean, I just That's saw true. the undead, and now one of my Wait. colleagues have you, have just got you, you brutally saw, murdered. Not you saw to undead. Say that word. We're not in the tavern anymore. <laughs> but you, you saw you saw some uh, folks of not the living variety. Yes, um, I, we, I we were too. on a ship. Oh my goodness, is it common Wait, around here? I, I don't know, I'm not from around here. But they, they looked all like cold, if that makes sense. Like like a, Ours were like cold, yes, but yeah. also like 
not living. Yes, but not living as well, yeah. Did they have a marker? Um... Gigan has marker in pocket, or pouch. Man, and you see? grab it. <laughs> okay. Did you roll touch anything now? <laughs> I, I, yeah. I reach into his pocket. Uh, like, do I find? There's like just miscellaneous gold and just some odds you and ends. You lied to me. You do have <laughs> I, I don't have pockets. But it's like a real, pocket. <laughs> realistically, the marker is just thrown in with a pouch that has m his money in it and just okay. that like ivory mark. Okay. Thank um, you. Do I recognize this? Um, you have not seen that, I don't believe. Go ahead and make a history check for me. Let's see if you, you've seen anything like it. Because I do know that I have seen something interesting. Yep. Oh, darn. Uh, history? Yep. Alrighty. History. <laughs> history? Oh. Hello? Oh, nice. Oh, oh. All of them. Oh, what's happening? I, I, I can't don't know. There's see so it. many dice. Yeah, sorry. There's no I was, dice showed up. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. Oh, we are refreshing the page. Yeah, you have to. She's on the campaign. Yeah. We must be on the same page. I'm double checking. That's okay. Okay. Whichever one was first. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it was high. It was okay. I saw like a 16, I think. Yeah, first. I think it was a 16. Okay. Because I, I still don't see anything. I'm sorry. Let me. We're going to switch scenes really quick. Oh, Just pull everybody to one map and then we'll pull everybody to another map mm -hmm. here. I saw that I rolled. Uh, there it is. There they all showed up for everybody. All right, so we got, a, <laughs> we we go. got an 18. 18. Um, uh, yeah, with a, an 18, um, you may have mentioned something about a particular group you were looking for, for to somebody else before or keeping an eye out just in passing conversation. Mm -hmm. And um, you, they may have said, you know, I, I heard those people may have ins with a group called the Ivory Phantoms, and they kind oh. of... Wait, the, the group that I'm looking for? Yep. You hear that they may have ins with the Ivory Phantoms, and you had heard this, you know, traveling to Basat a long while ago, or traveling, sorry, to Mitotona a long time ago. And uh, uh, they describe please. briefly that symbol to you, that that angled V of two ivory pieces and some uh, some smoke. Okay, so it is that one. Okay. It is that one. I was gonna ask. So they're okay. they're known as the the ivory phantoms. Yes. Diggin, I'll, okay. I'll speak up. Diggin needs to return this marker. One of the members of the ivory phantoms passed away. Oh, were you close? I'm sorry. No, not very. Oh. He was one of the undead. Oh. oh, we're no. not supposed to use that word. Right. Sorry. Wait, wait non-living for is it offensive? Yeah. No, no, people are scared of it. People oh. scream. I mean, to be fair, when I you... screamed when I saw them too. You did. <laughs> and cried. You oh. did. <laughs> A little bit. So, A lot. Just. <laughs> To make sure I'm understanding this correctly, you have one of these markers because you killed one of their members? Technically, sent him to the afterlife. Right. Oh, because he was already killed, technically. And then... Oh, un yes. Yeah. Um, yes, he and was a great to... swordsman. Interesting. He um, was on a shipwreck with about a couple others of the non-living variety. 
And they were like that on the ship already, or the ship on crashed the and ship. then... Okay. It and was you're going to sinking. return? You're going to return this symbol of theirs? Yes. May I ask why? Because it does not belong to Diggin. No, that's valid. And I don't know if they know that this person has died. Well, if I may, they might not exactly be the most friendly types. They were trying to kill her. We were her escort only a day ago. The ivory phantoms tried to kill her. Me? Correct. There's this, and I pull out the note, this symbol, and I show it to her. Same symbol. Those are the men that were attacking us in the woods. That you you took the note back from Diggin. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Diggin oh. can't touch his pouch. <laughs> um, may, may Diggin, I know you what can use your hands. The note says. You well, can certainly that's... try to read it. It does not make a lick of sense to you. I would have can... scribbled on notes of like translating. Can Diggin um. read the note? With some time. Diggin starts to read it and little bits of it click um, as coded messages. You'd need some time with it, but you're starting to pick up, especially with Soren's notes in the margins. You really kind of actually with Soren's notes. Why don't you just go ahead and make an insight check for me? You may be able to kind of decipher exactly what it says. Nope. Nine. It's, it's hard to read, but you do get four names of interest off of the list. Um, there's a lot of doublespeak and like other things mixed in. Soren's notes really drive it home, though. Um, the four names of interest. And they are um, Ragnus, Basok Oakbone, Elric Varen, mm-hmm. and then a fourth unnamed individual called the Assistant. I'll put those in OOC chat for you so Thank you have you. it. Um, would he have told me those names out loud? Um, no, not yet. <laughs> okay. I, was like, uh, I, I would. <laughs> yeah, hold on. It's uh, I have to to think about it's that. You guys been reading, mentioning Ragnus a lot. Yeah, and yeah, reading, hurt. reading over the note. He is dead. This one may have yeah. heard. This one we are looking for. This one. Hmm. Do not know. But uh, didn't actually read off the names. He just digging spouted that out. This one? Who's But it's just talking about a fish. What? No, what it's the the assistant. Oh. Wait, how'd you get assistant out of Is that some sort of like special It's a person? code. Oh, yes. That's cool. <laughs> Did you um, say I recognize uh, the letter from before? What was that? Or did you say I recognize the letter or I recognize the symbol on the letter? You recognize the symbol on the letter. I, at, at the end of this just big written missive, it's a whole bunch of gibberish to you. Um, at the very bottom of it is this symbol kind of emblazoned on there. It's the same one that Diggin has on his person. Penelope. Yes. Don't you know yes. Bashok Oakbone? Oh, no. Do I? Different views. Wait. She, they. She. Bashak Oakbone? She's on that letter? She is. As is 
your friend Ragnus, unfortunately, and Elric Varen, and I, uh... a, apparently an assistant to Elric Varen, which I'm assuming is you. Do I know Elric Varen? You don't. Oh Melody no does. I do not know who Elric Varen is, but I do know who Bashak is. Um. <sighs> oh, good. Yeah. Um, well, you see, I was, uh, she, she hired me and she, uh, Rodman to help her uh, with an um, archaeology thing up in the jungle. And it was this really interesting, uh, like, old elvish dragon type shrine place with a bunch of uh, actually dead people in it. Um, and then, uh, well, we found this book. And that was what we were escorting with you. Yes, but when we were, when she found the book, a whole bunch of undead folk, uh, they, or uh, sorry, not undead, um, people of not the living variety folk, um, <laughs> sorry, they, uh, they found the us. undead and, will forever be the living variety. <laughs> um, and, um, well, when we got outside this, this tomb place, there were like dozens and dozens of them, and there was this one particularly ghastly figure upon some sort of steed and he was pointing straight at the book and he gave me the heebie-jeebies i'm not gonna lie and then bashak stayed back she gave me the book and she told rodin and that to go the, the undead folk uh, not the living variety folk <laughs> they they killed the other four men that were traveling with us and rodin and i we met up with some conservationists and they helped us get back to the um the fort where we met you uh fort rhyme and but bashak stayed behind to make sure that we would survive uh. I mean, she, she she went out uh wands blazing but uh so I, she's I, I, I assume she's gone then i i didn't see it but there were many undead and the one guy on the uh, on the steed when I tried to fire something at him, he just, and it didn't go through. So this uh, does not make sense. Uh, Again, does I, not know what heebie-jeebies mean. A bad feeling, spooky feeling, not and nice when, feeling. When psh happens, what happens to spell? Uh, the spell fizzled out of existence. So I tried to cast something, and then it ended up not getting cast because he did something, or she, or they, person on the horse. Thank you. If you yeah, don't mind, what sir. what spell? Oh, um, I cast Chaos Bolt. You actually nice. cast it? Well, I, I tried to. <laughs> thanks, oh. thanks, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, God. I was not right now. Not right now. <laughs> I was just making Please, sure no. that you weren't, like, doing a display in town here. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Oh. I, I, I'm actually saying that, <laughs> that I had cast Chaos Bolt in the jungle, but I am not doing that right now, sir. The jungle is where the ivory phantoms are located. That is very good in, information. Thank you very much. Oh, in general, or you mean the ones that you've seen thus far? That is where Diggin was going to go return the mark. So, hmm. Diggin so, should take us to where they are. Wait, I Diggin have to will take Elric you to where to they back. are. Kind of about that point. Shatha, having looking around for you, sees the group of you and comes up from around the corner. We, uh, 
We need to talk. Yeah. Hello, Shelby. Let's uh let's go somewhere a little more quiet. Back at the, the hammers. Dickin was going to jungle. Are you following? Hold off on, no, hold off on that for a moment. Come with us. Yes. <laughs> Dickin, we have to wait okay. for Elric to come back. Elric. Waiting for Elric to come back. Let's go. And then uh, we can go. Let's go have a chat. Hello, and we're back. Sorry, we just had a quick intermission, and now we are done intermissioning. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to practice that. We're going to come back in some fashion after one of us counts the other one in and somebody will talk. <laughs> right. We'll I'm get professional this one day. Don't worry. You so, do you, buddy. Where we left off. Yeah, we have some pie eating going on. No, cobbler. Nobody, cobbler. nobody got oh. drinks, though. Just saying, nobody got drinks, wink. I got water. <laughs> I got I need I to make myself too. something next time. I'm staying super mm. hydrated. <laughs> you gotta stay hydrated. Exactly. <laughs> so we enter back into town after Shaltha. Um, a half-orc that... Uh, Diggin and Penelope, this is the first time you've seen, but the one that seems to know Maximil, Tarak, Soren, and Doran, um, who's asked you guys to come back to the Hammers of Maditona, or Maditona office, that you did have a small stint in, Diggin and Penelope, but no significant information other than, hurry up and wait. And as you are walking back down the street, the crowd's begun to disperse a little bit, and the guard have kind of cordoned off the area. Not so much put up the tape or anything, but they've definitely asked people to stay back as they clear. Um, and you you see them bring a couple guards walking down another body on a stretcher. And it kind of passes you guys in the street as you're heading out. Um, it? it is covered up with a sheet. Um, but Maximil yeah. looks a little bit sad. And Shatha directs you guys into into a common meeting room of the the tiny office that is the Hammers of Mitotona. Can I can I interject as that body goes by a little bit? Diggin will will stop and like stare off into space a little bit as it goes by. Sure, Diggin, you kind of look off into space and quietly return to the group. Just turn back. Okay, you guys are led into the offices of the Hammers of Mitotona, a small mercenary guild that's just kind of getting its start in the town. They're known to be hired out for work. Um, most notably, a few of you were hired on recently to escort a caravan of supplies to Fort Rawing, one of the most outskirt uh, forts, like the, the furthest out into the frontier forts of the Busat Protectorate the realm of which the city of Busat sends its guards and extends its protection. Fort Rowing is known for being a launching place for expeditions. There's a lot of supplies there. And as such, Mitotona is the town that helps uh, helps to ferry those supplies into the fort. But from here, coming in, you do see the lot that you had come back with or had gone out with has been returning today uh, to Rock, Soren, and Doran. Those folk are starting to come in now a little bit early in the morning, probably about 10 a.m. They're starting to make their way into the building, uh, most of them ragged from the road. And you see a few of them are pretty well beat up 
as they're making their way in. Um, and you come into the front office and get sat down at a table, kind of in a door behind it. Most of you hadn't been walked in that far, but Shatha takes you back behind the desk, leads you into a small office, and um, Loop Mutton is sitting back there, um, having a conversation with what appears to be a more adorned member of the guard. He's got a, a fancy kind of metal brimmed hat with a small feather coming off of the front of it, sitting on the table in front of him, very polished shoulder pads, and has a very shiny rapier at his hip. And Loop Mountain, as you know, is the leader of the Hammers of the Montana, and mm -hmm. she seems to be discussing something intensely with this gentleman as Shatha motions to all of you and asks you all to take a seat. As they just... finish their conversation, and you hear them over or discussing, she's Loop Mountain looks up and says, look, we're just really spread thin right now. Everybody just got back from the expedition. We're going to have to bring in some outside help for this. And the gentleman across from her, I understand. But the guard is also stretched thin, and you know that this is outside of our purview. And we will offer your company 500 gold to contract it. And if you get the job done, you know, teach these folk a lesson. Maybe they'll stop hassling us in the city. And she looks up to you all as you kind of walk in, sit around the table. Is that tell you what? This is probably the crew right here. Shatha said she knew some folk that could do a job. And he stands, nods to the rest of you briefly, and says, Fine. Leave one, I leave it in your capable hands. Thank you. And he kind of quickly walks past a lot of you as he felt as you filter into the room and sit down. He just nods briefly. Would I recognize him from uh, from the city? Not from Busat. Okay. Um, make a sure. Make a, a perception check really quick. We're just gonna do a general you walking around the city perception check. Ooh, nice. Yeah, naturally. Net twenty. Yeah. Woo! There you go. 20. Um, yeah, you've seen this gentleman moving around Mitotona, um for the last few days and before you left. Um, he would patrol between the guard outposts, kind of check in with people, but then you would see him walking into uh, the primary government building, usually with the scribe in tow, taking notes, getting information, and most people would treat him with respect. Um, and Loop Mutton agrees, or sorry, verifies those assumptions as she looks up and says, well, that was the uh, you know captain of the god, and he's got a little bit of work for us, it looks like. Shotha motions to you all to take a seat. I, uh, I didn't think I'd be re-engaging you all so quickly, but as you saw, most of our men coming in look pretty hammered from the road. That little distraction yeah, we did worked, but distraction worked, but not before the main caravan got hit hard. Whatever we dealt with, that small little force, these guys took the brunt of it. There was a, they said it was about two dozen men attacked the caravan on the main road. Two dozen. Yeah. Oh, Loop Mountain. Yeah, y'all got yeah. off pretty light. There was a, there was quite a few that didn't make it. We lost, we lost four good men, and quite a few more injured. And I frankly can't take the job on right now. Who are your hmm. new friends? Oh wait, no, Biggin, <laughs> Penelope. I yeah, good to see you again. Didn't Diggin. know you knew these folk. Diggin knocks over a chair with his foot, gets angry, and just awkwardly backs away from the table and stands there. Hello again. 
your, your hand's broken? Turn no. the chair up. Diggin can't touch anything. Diggin, I allow you to touch things again. But the guard. I don't, I don't think they wanted you to touch anything over across the street. You can touch the chairs and sit down in here, Diggin. You're, you can touch oh, anything goodness. in this room, Diggin. Thank you. Grabs a chair, puts it down. <laughs> you see a robot, like, audibly, like, relax. But <laughs> 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 well, regardless, irregardlessly, uh, a lot of you are going to be... What? Um, I think. Oh. Well, like I said, irregardlessly, uh, we we could use a little help. Um, I know you're. I know you're not official members of the Hammers of Mitotona, but we'd be willing to subcontract a little job to you. How's that? Uh, that's about a hundred gold sound for the crew Sounds of you to good. go up and. Oh, good. Easy to agree oh. with. Wait. Oh, hold on. Wait. Here, hold on. I, I, I heard something about five hundred. Oh. Well, well, yeah, you know, the hammers have got to stay stay clothed and fed and, you know, weaponized. And since you're a subcontractor, we'll give you 100 gold of it. That'll be pretty good. But 250. Yeah, I like that you're arguing with me and you don't even know what the job is. That's a real man right there that likes to step up and haggle a price. Is, is that... I knew I liked you. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, I know we don't know the job quite yet, but... Since we would be risking life and limb, wouldn't it be technically us sharing the contract with you? If you're too thin, then we could go straight to the captain of the guard. Oh yeah, you all registered adventurers? You, uh, we could be. You get, your, you get yourself set up with, uh, with Bissat? Hmm? Well, we probably could. Adventures Guild in town? We could. Again, should be. Would okay. I have done that? Uh, likely not. Um, those of you that have done previous jobs for people, um, you would have had to contact the the in Seorion, Most of most coast cultures do have a network of adventurers guilds where you can pay to register a free company of adventurers and take on official contracts for governments uh, for anybody who needs mercenary work. And in this town, the Hammers of Mitotona kind of have something set up. But previously, unless you have a group of people that you're registering. You're usually just brought on as someone to help do the work for the company you're working for. Um, so not, none of you would have signed anything up yet. Uh, Tarak uh, well, looks at Shafa and he says, irregardlessly of our registration status, 250. Each? Shafa looks back and is like, well, you don't have to talk to me about it. That's that's the boss. Mrs. Mernick, I, I know that, you know, the, the, the hammers, they do need to stay afloat, and I do understand that. But we would be the ones risking life and limb, and after such a heinous day we've had, we would be very accepting of taking maybe 300 of that 500. It'd go be easier and, to um, split. Go ahead and make a persuasion check, and uh, we'll have Tarak here have given you the aid action for his portion nice. in that, so you can roll it with advantage. Thank you, Mr. Tarak. Very nice. I wait, what? I didn't roll. You're on the wrong screen again? That's me. No, nope, oh, that's okay. me rolling oh. for her. No, okay. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, -oh. uh sorry, I need to pull up and I will roll persuasion. Those were the sounds then... of an ancient deity. <laughs> <laughs> um, then hit the and... um 
Is it doing it again? Wow. It is doing it again. I can't see anything. That's all oh, right. Is We're that gonna a nat here. Is that nat 20? Oh. Is that nat 20? No. No? no. <laughs> Damn it, no. that's a 12. Sorry. Not even close. Okay, but I get it. <laughs> but I saw a nat 20 somewhere. I oh, that was the other one. Before. But I do have advantage. You do get a so do better. Advantage. Do better. Uh, Damn it. A little bit better. Why is your dice breaking? I don't, I don't know. know. That's really weird. Why are your dice breaking? I mean, but that was a that was a nine. It looked like so. Yeah, I I'm sorry. Up okay. an eight. Diggins oh, is showing up. Uh, yeah, you you might need to reload the session uh, on your yeah, side. So, so yeah, why don't you get, get reload that? And with a you did get a fourteen though. I did get a fourteen. Uh, so with a fourteen, um, Luke Martin kind of looks your uh, eyes over the table. I had a real bad Look. day today. Yeah, we we've had a bad day too. We've we've lost some guys, but you know, for for you lot, I know you'll get the job done, even though you don't know what it is yet. I'll still let you take it up, but uh, um, we'll split it down the middle, fifty fifty. Two fifty for you, two fifty for us. And Don. then after that, why don't you all just take that money, roll it over into the Adventures Guild in town, and y'all go register yourselves a little bit. But you'll be paid upon completion of the job. Which is what good. exactly? And now we can get to the meat and potatoes of it. Yeah, good. So, did, did she want us to kill people? Diggin has already agreed. But we, the contract we, is we done. No, we shouldn't. We well, can't kill people. These people are trying to kill you guys and your friends. Oh, well, we can get into the see. ethics of murder later. <laughs> These Friends. people have actively tried to kill four of the six people at this table. Oh, is this about these uh, Ivory Phantom folks? Yeah. Alrighty then. The guards have evidence of a settlement of theirs. Just a, a day's march outside of town along a river. Real easy place to find. But we got reason to believe a few of them are holed up there. Mm. You lot go clear them out. Kick them out of that area. Let them know that Mitotone is not to be messed with, and everybody will be happy. How you go about that lethal, non-lethal means, that's up to you. But as long so as you clear that camp out and send them clarification, running. You want them to leave, not to die. They don't have to die, no. They just need to get the heck out. They've been <sighs> plaguing us for far too long. They, These these ivory phantoms have been a, a, a troubling bunch. Not only are they attacking caravans going to and from Fort Rawing, we've got to deal with them out on the sea. We've got some ships that are getting attacked. Um, people that are just trying to be good-natured folk shipping items between here and you know, fish and lumber and all of our normal exports down to Busat. They're getting hit as soon as they come out of, uh, out of harbor, about two days. Basically, you don't care if they die either. If they die, they die. Nah, nah. If they die, they die. If they're not coming back to bother us, that's all we care about. What uh, if they undie? Uh, do you have the means to bring people back to life in the form of none of you? None of you practice dark magic, do you? Like none, of, none of you. Are... No, but no. they could come back. Oh, as long as you're not doing it, uh, that's neither here nor there. Oh, yeah. uh, we've heard uh, of the undead and seen them once or twice, maybe in small groups. The, the people that have the most problem with those folk are, um, you know, like that fella Elric. We had to send a few people with him because he said that he spooked up a couple skeletons in this old crypt. 
Um, he should be he should be back today, actually, with my guys. Uh, um, that is what I thought. Sorry, ma'am. Uh, which crypt? Um, you know? I, I haven't slightest. Elric knew where it was uh, and hired a couple uh, of my guys out for a few days. Right, You're also supposed. Go ahead, sir. You're also uh, supposed to not say undead. But why not? What's wrong with saying undead? Stop it. It scares the locals, apparently. We were scolded while we were having breakfast. Oh, yeah, they don't like talking about it, but we got thick skins in here. You're all fine. You say whatever you oh, need to say. Thank goodness. <laughs> the undead are oh. nasty. Oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty harsh variety. Work. No, they are undead. <laughs> Either way, I think we're agreed. Y'all go take care of these folk for us, send them packing, and uh, you'll be good. Yeah. And um, if you're... I see a few of you perked up at the mention of Elric. Y'all waiting for him to get back or something? Anybody yes. waiting? Yes. yes. Do you know, know what time? No, not the slightest. If he ran into trouble, he might be a day or so late. But I'd say you go hit these folks now. It's a day's march from here. And uh, when I when my boys get back, I'll tell Elric to wait for you. And he will. Good. Out of, Diggin, out Diggin of. stands up. Diggin will send them packing. And then just leaves. Out of curiosity, um, Elric, was he perhaps traveling along a similar route to where this camp is? No, they were they were heading northwest somewhere. They, he he had a quick stop in Fort Rowing and was was making out from there a few days, and then um, he's he should be he should be back today. But yeah, you know, could be a couple days. You know how it gets out there. I, I'm I'm real sorry to interrupt, Miss, but. Would it be possible for me to be able to tell uh, what, what, where this crypt is specifically? Or, uh, or, the slightest. But do you have the records of sorts because they went out with the hammers? No. No? We right. paid the fee, hired the boys, said we needed them for mercenary protection work, and we send them on their way. Okay. Thank you very much anyways. Yeah, not a problem. If you all are good to go, I'd love to see these folk done doing any misdeeds around town, especially since they've had the gall to attack us in the city. That is rather bold. If we don't leave soon, Mr. Mechanical Man will already be there. Oh, sure. <laughs> well, um, we'll handle we the paperwork receiving... when you get back. Oh, good. Uh, um, will we be receiving a guide of sorts, or are we to just find our own way? Um, uh, if you, The guards have left some information. Chatha, and she hands over a crude map. Um, actually, we'll just really quickly pivot over to the map screen here. Um, it's a very, very close march. Um, there's a main road that's going to cut your travel time down a little bit, but it's in this hex. Oh, so he's kind he's of nice. long away from, from Fort Rowing. Yeah, it's it's oh. quite a ways from Fort Rowing. But it's like that same kind of general pathway. I'm worried about him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, there's anything else? No. All right. I wish you all the best, and uh, we'll handle the finances when you get back, but 250 gold with your name on it. Just, uh, you know, these these fellas carry a, a mark, usually, that signifies they're part of this little this little gang that they, they got set up. Yeah. That. Yeah. Probably had a mix-up with one of them. Okay. If you bring me a few of them fellas... Just marks. Let me know that you you did some business with them. Dead. Yeah. The, of the of the 
butt whooping variety, but we'll consider two of those marks as proof of payment. And we'll we'll pay you out what you're owed. Very well. Two makes sense. Hold up. You don't mind if I hold on to that, do you? Two I do marks. Not that one. I, I, I do actually. It's got some uh, scribblings on it that are actually quite important to me for time being. But oh, when we return, oh, out of character, I thought you showed her the mark from digging. But if you showed her the note, no, that's totally fine. Uh, the note. Yep. Okay. Perfect. We'll retcon that a little bit. Re- 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 rewind. Yep. Captured. <laughs> two no or two of them marks. We'll call it good. Sorry, I, I know that you're not uh, the town information center, but um, yep. do you know where I could find a courier system? Uh, courier? Well, you know, there's there's a few folk in town that do it. Most of the, uh, the boys out of the stable will run okay. letters if you need them to. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very kind. No problem. Any other questions I can answer for you? Otherwise, you might want to chase down your buddy. He's probably halfway there by now. <laughs> So, um, are, are we heading out today, or are we gonna head out first light tomorrow? Machine man already left. He is halfway to camp by now. We should hurry up and follow him. Uh, I guys... run after digging. It's still like morning-ish, right? Yeah, it's about 10 a.m. Okay, we can get a good day of travel in. Ooh, we could attack at night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you could. What would you guys like to do? Anything else in town you need to get done before you leave? Otherwise, Diggin is leaving with Penelope chasing ears flopping in the breeze as she tries to catch up to Diggin, who's just <laughs> power walking his way out of the city. Uh, I swim by our room, grab my bag of books and stuff like that, and then uh, try and catch up with him. Uh, me too. I'll do stuff when we get back. Um, but I got everything I need, so yeah. Um, is it possible for me to find Rodman? Would he be nearby? Uh, the man that was stabbed, Rodman? Yeah, him. His body. Um, yeah, you could. You saw a couple guardsmen carrying him out, so you could definitely check on it. Okay. Is that the guy that we were escorting to? Yeah. That was the guy. Um, you get out to the main street, and you see Diggin and Penelope round a corner on the north, like uh, two buildings north of you. I'll keep that in mind. Uh-huh. And I'll... Um, yeah, Diggin and Penelope, are you guys... Diggin, are you walking away without anybody else behind you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm... I mean, I'm walking to where I heard they were. I'm, I'm not, like, running, but I'll, I'll just, like, casually walk. Okay. Since he's so much Penelope taller, I have to run. To takes, you, takes you a second, but you do My little catch legs. up to him. Yeah. Like Chihuahua walking. <laughs> Walking to Chihuahua. 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 Oh no. Alright, Penelope and Diggin, what are you guys doing then as the as you start to exit the city? And Penelope, it takes you takes you about a half a block, but you catch up. I don't like this at all. I'm just following him because he's I feel like I have to take care of him. I'm just walking. (laughs) I can't I'll go to where I think they are. Okay. You start walking up the main road. You know, you got half a day's travel on that primary road and you start to leave town. Mm-hmm. Um, the other four of you, are you all sticking with Maximil? Or what? Mm-hmm. Are the other three of you, I should say? I think so, yeah. Just yeah. grabbing stuff from the room and then 
Yeah. I'm trying to catch up to everybody as we head out the main road into the towards the towards okay. the setting. There is a primary government building near the center of town that kind of houses most of the guard. Um, having spent a couple days in Mitotona, you do know that there are a few guard posts around the city that have you know just like cots and a little shaded area for people to stand and kind of watch primary roads in and out of the city. Um, where would you like to head to see if you can track down um, Rodman's body? Oh boy. Um, is uh, the, maybe the uh, the guard building? So like where the place where the guards would be stationed, basically like a police station, except medieval times. Okay. Um, yeah. So the the primary building then in the center of town, like yeah. where they all operate out of. Okay. There's a there's a small barracks there. As you kind of make your way up to the the little office, um, there it's labeled outside the bronze post, and you can see the symbol of um, the city of Mitotona. Or sorry, not the city of Mitotona. This has the symbol of the city of Busat on it, um, which we will actually stream that's watching. We will have that up soon. Nate did just finish a piece of art for us. Oh, for nice. The city. Oh, cool. Sorry, you called we, it the bronze... Uh, it's called the bronze post. Post, thank you. If he sent um, it to me, I can pop it up. Yeah. Um, actually, it should be mm-hmm. in our Discord, in Discord lounge there. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you check the lounge, you'll see the picture. It's just a little bit up further. It's that gold one. Um, but that little symbol is emblazoned behind it. And it's the city, city the symbol of the city of Busat. And it says the bronze post right in front of it. And what is something, Maximil, that's unique about this building as you enter it? Um, how clean and quiet it is. <laughs> so I guess all the guards must be out and about and doing important stuff. But the building that they left behind is very prim and proper. And it doesn't quite remind me of oh the uh, mercenary place. Because that one was a little more rough. But this one, like the desks, they're nice. The, you know, if I see into a room and I see a bed, it's completely made and it's a little off putting, but it's, and it smells weird. This is a place that is (laughs) ship shape. Um, As you come in, the the stone floors almost appear polished. They're so clean. Most other places you've been in Mitotona, the sand kind of sticks with you as you come in. And it's it's a constant battle for the tavern. The Cobbler's Paradise is a nice place, but their um, poor Amera is almost constantly sweeping out sand um, as you stayed there. And it's the same over at the Hammers. They have a sand problem. Here, there's none of that. Some poor schmuck, you spot him at the back that's in just very simple clothes, and he's he's got the emblem on his shoulder, but it seems like it was a shirt that was made 60, 70 years ago that has been just passed along to rookies as they start up. Uh, a young man, probably 17 or 18, is back there with a push broom, just feverishly getting the sand out of the hall and keeping everything clean and proper. As you walk in, it smells a little off to you. The pickling and the smoke smells from the outside and the streets where everybody's been working. In here, it, it has almost a hospital smell. It's very clean, very well washed. It has that very stale, dry water smell from something that's been scrubbed too hard without cleansers. Um, mm-hmm. And as you kind of pop into the building, who went along with her um, to rock Soren and Doran? Just to show a hands if you went in with her. Otherwise, if you're not showing a hand, I'm assuming you tried to catch up with Diggin. All three of you? Okay. Mm-hmm. The group of you pop in and see 
kind of at the the front, there's a little bit of a desk that's stationed by um, a guard. Uh, he's got nice clothes on. You can see the the well dressed man comparison to the the rookie in the back. This gentleman has very proper uniform on. Um, the guardsmen of Busat have just a simple cloth shirt. Um, and they wear a sash that kind of goes over it uh, with a shoulder emblazoning of the city of Busat. A few of you have spoken to some guards um, of the feathered variety in Fort Rawing that have um, this, oh, they yes. had that same, same kind of symbol on them. Right. But this is one that's not on a, uh, a Kenku and looks like a normal folk. <laughs> this, is a, this is a human male that's sitting at the desk as you walk in, kind of looks up. Yes. How can I help you? And do you need something from the guard? Yes. As he's shuffling I, papers. Um, I was wondering, I, um... The, oh boy, how do I put this? I, I recently I'll lost a friend. Put it quick, however you do it. I recently <laughs> okay. lost a friend. Uh, I was wondering where I might find his body. It would probably be investigated, I think, but I'm not sure. Uh, did Did we retrieve it for you? I, 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 uh, I didn't see any bodies murdered. coming today. Okay, do you know where I could find uh Oh, oh, the something? old fella. Yeah, 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 uh, the old younger. fella. Younger. Well, he was younger. He was uh, half-elf. Flips through some notes. Let's... I don't have any younger fellow that came in today. Not no. Okay, but you did nope. find the older fellow. Yep, we got him. That's weird. Um. Well. Uh. That. Th th thank. Thank you for your time. Uh. Can I tell if he's lying? Yeah. Make an insight check. Okie dokie. I'm really good at those. <laughs> <laughs> Don't jinx it, you jinxed it. Seems, seems to be honest. I'm, I'm, you get this stern sense of honesty from him where you get everything at face value from this guy. I and mean, he's looking through his notes and got nothing, miss. All right, we, we heard there was a murder and we got one body in and um, you know his funerary rites will be tonight, as is custom. Alrighty. Well, um... Uh, thank you for your time. Yeah, not a problem. And um, I... Soren, Doran, and Tarak, why don't you all quickly make a perception check for me? You kind of rushed into the tavern, the Cobbler's Paradise, or Cobbler's Pleasure, and grabbed your stuff. I love that it rhymes. Oh. I don't. It's going to be hard <laughs> as I mix them up. Sorry. It's okay. This happens. Gonna have, with, have to come up with nicknames. Doran, you're the bard. only one who, who noted it as strange. Um, but someone you had seen there, you know, kind of cavorting and making friends and getting tips. Um, that bard, Franklin Dubois, was strangely mm -hmm. missing from the tavern. But you're kind of the only one that picked up on that as you went and people grabbed their stuff. You kind of peeked your head and you're like, Where's Franklin? Hmm. Once Soren has grabbed his belongings and comes back down, he says, There was a bard here playing music. He's gone now. That seems odd to me. Bards Wait. don't usually leave when they're in the middle of making tips. What? Which bard, if I may ask? Oh, he had some obnoxious name. They uh, usually do. Ferdinand, Fritz, Fra Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> He's big. Uh, Franklin. Music man. Ah. Uh, you think something is off about that? 
Oh, oh well, um... I've never had a bard leave in the middle of a gig. I mean, there was an explosion. That's true. true. But would they not come back, try to keep audience, keep making money? I tend not this to be around places not. that explode, but you have a point. Sorry. Uh, that's... <clears throat> both of them. Uh, you know, sorry, you are right. Maybe it's because explosion happened. Is is probably nothing to worry about. Uh, but we should probably catch up with little rabbit girl and mechanical man friend. Looking around, does it look like there's any sign of? This seems like such a far reach. Like any sign of struggle, like maybe a left instrument or a table knocked over or anything like that. At that comment. Strangely, all of his instruments are gone. Okay. He had a, a lute, drum, dulcimer, kind of up near a stage area that he would work out of. Um, he worked tirelessly, was a massive flirt to everybody he spoke to. Um, and all of his instruments are were missing when you left the tavern. Okay. And just as a point of order, we are kind of like discovering this and remembering these things as we walked out of the guards, uh, the bronze post heading out onto the road. So we're not actually at the tavern. Okay. Right. Hmm. So, That's strange. But did it seem like there was any struggle or did it seem like he just quickly grabbed his stuff and, and ran No, what was, what was very odd was that the fact that the tavern had quickly tried to return to normal as the the commotion outside began to calm down and people started to get back to what they were doing. You know, you saw Ragnus's body taken away. You guys saw a second body draped in a cloth being taken down the street. And then by the time you got back inside, most people were back to eating. There was a few guests in the tavern. Amira kind of nodded to you guys as you went by, um, but it was devoid of music and the bard was just gone. Mm. <laughs> That's odd. I mean, bards usually play. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is the barkeep, is, is she still there? We're not at the bar. Um, yeah, no, you guys are past okay, the so, bar right now. Uh, she was still there, though. Like, okay. Amira, who was who was tending to you, and the bartender, who you, none of you guys really spoke to, um, the owner of the tavern, um, they were still behind the bar as well. Got it. Well, mm. I was hoping to speak with the Mr. Dubois before we departed, but I can do that when you get back, I suppose. Why is he coming along? Oh, he's not coming along. I wanted to speak with him. Uh, oh. Yeah, my, um, our, our traveling companion, uh, who recently passed, uh, <laughs> was interested in Franklin. Ah. Uh. Yes. And, uh, I just thought that it would be appropriate to let uh, Mr. Dubois know that Rodden's gone. Um, little out of character, just want to make sure I don't want to like DM you on Discord to distract you. Um, wrapping up from our session zero, uh, Franklin, or I mean, Rodden did go to stay the night with Franklin the last night before you saw him again. Okay. That's kind of where you met him the next day. Okay. Well, again, I do want to hmm I mean it is possible that Franklin is currently with 
the with with Rodnan. Morning. Mm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, does it does it seem his tap? I uh, I've never really. I didn't hang around them that often when they were together, but uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Because uh, you guys say. are having this conversation, making your way down the road. In the distance, probably a couple hundred yards away down the main road outside of town, you spot two little bunny ears and a <laughs> briskly walking man, a mechanical man. Miss, Miss, Miss Pippi, we're here. Wait up. And I yes. tried to jog to catch up with them. I turn around happily waving. Hello, yay! Welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yay, friendly face. Hi. Ridiculous. And... Do you kill people? Me? Yeah. I've never killed anybody. Yeah, I, I neither mean, have I. I, I. I destroyed a skeleton once. Uh, and a couple of, like, wild monsters. Like, like just bears and whatnot. Not actual monsters. Um, but never a person, no. You want us to kill people? Well, we could just, like, you know, zap them into sleeping. Not Do I have a dead. sleep zap spell? Well, I mean, um, you can... I flip through my book? <laughs> well, I, I, I just oh. mean, like, don't don't kill them all the way. Just, like, knock, knock them out. Tie them uh, up. Rules as written, you you definitely can just say, I, okay. I choose to deal non-lethal, non-lethal. damage. Okay. So okay. even with the spell, if you're just like, I just want to knock him out with the spell, I don't want to kill him, you can, as long as you preface it with, this is non-lethal damage, and if you say that for the whole fight, I'm just going to assume you're not trying to kill people. <laughs> can I non-lethally this is non-lethal. him? <laughs> I don't know, I <laughs> might like city. it after my first kill. Yes. She's got rabies. <laughs> oh, this is, Sorry, that so, was out of character. No, no, sorry. <laughs> if, if the this New York comes out. Story. Yeah. <laughs> this is an origin story for the rabbit in Monty Python, right? Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> my inspiration. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love that line so much. Okay. So, so do, we, all do we need to discuss the, the ethics of defending oneself? Or, I suppose, combat and possibly killing for the sake of uh, the good? Oh, Max, I, he he's killed a lot of people. Have you? Who? Who? So this Soren over here, he's killed a lot of people. Hopefully. Oh, I wouldn't say a lot, but he said he said he used the word murder. You murdered people? Usually that has a negative connotation, Mister Soren. I didn't really say that. No. Um, oh, okay. I said I've had to in the past defend myself, as. As we are going to go do now. Well, I just want to make sure you're prepared for that. We're not necessarily going to be defending ourselves. We're going to be invading an enemy camp and raiding it and um, That's clearing true. them out. Yes. So we will be the aggressors in this case. So they will be defending themselves. But in that case, I'm also defending the town. <gasps> Good point. Good point. That was my, my point, yes. So, yes, we are offensively defensive for the time being. Yes. Cool. No defense like good offense, right? Oh, that's clever. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, any other so, discussion <laughs> along the road? Yeah, go yes. ahead. So, are, are we using, uh, should we fire to kill or should we not? What, what's our, what's our route here? 
I don't pretend to plan on telling you. See where it takes you. I like that. I I plan on. They've caught up to Diggin at this point. If I can hear that, if Diggin can hear that, Diggin turns and just ominously like stands behind Pee or Pippi, sorry, Pippi, sorry, read it as written, sorry, Pippi, just like kind of towering and lingering over her. Diggin will rip out their hearts. Um, Diggin, I I witnessed that already. I don't need to witness that again. Yes, but that was from the dead. No, the the non-living variety. Yes, the undead. I think you can see that. These are living people. people. Yes, and their hearts will be ripped out. Wait, did they say we have to bring our heart back to get our money? Mina. Digging her trophies. Uh, They they meant the little coin things that, you know, like the ones you have? Never mind. Then Diggin will just beat them into unconsciousness. Thank you, Diggin. Welcome, Penelope. (laughs) And I'll I'll just turn and continue walking. (laughs) My thought was that if we scare them off, they might just go and relocate somewhere else and have a grudge and, you know, go and be someone else's problem. I don't want them to be any problem. Well... Ideally, I would like to talk to them, but I don't imagine that being an option. I would also like to talk to them, if that's all right. I mean, we could tag team, you know, Um, uh, interrogate them, you know? We could do a good cop, bad cop routine, or a good guard, bad guard routine, you know, that sort of thing. Diggin returns. Does Diggin need to rip out someone's heart? You could threaten to. Don't actually do it. (laughs) Diggin keeps walking. Yes, I'm very interested in this group, actually, but, well, kind of. Anyways, we could keep walking, and I, like, start walking ahead to keep up with digging. Okay. Do you guys want to arrive at the camp at night, like you had discussed? And it's, it's only going to be about a day's travel, so really, it's it's about eight, nine hours of walking to get there. Did dig in here we no discussed that? Because digging is some, walking. Some people discuss that. <laughs> Um, I believe Soren and Tarak and Doran and Max, uh, Maximil brought it up together. Yeah, I think we would probably, in that time span, talk about like when we want to arrive and what our tactics should be. Oh, so we're having right. that conversation? You are. <laughs> um, so we, we're going to be arriving in a few hours. Do we want to wait outside of their you know, feasible range and wait for sunlight? I don't know if you can see in the dark. I don't know what you... Have no. In your pockets. Oh, you don't have pockets. I but... have a pouch. <laughs> <laughs> but we have the element of surprise potentially on our side. He was saying that they are humans, I think. To the best of my knowledge, humans can't see in the dark. Could be a potentially Either can dig advantageous. Oh, well, um, now, hang on. Out of, out of character, so um, with dark vision, I can, um, oh, yeah. when I touch a creature, I can make them see in the dark. Um, does, will that work on digging as well? Muted. Muted. You can certainly try. <laughs> what, I was typing something. I just wanted to. Oh, yeah, you can certainly try to see what see what happens. And um, yeah. I, uh, it, it, I, I I think also, it says creature. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I also have a little something I can do. I um, and I make a dancing light appear, and I like kind of make it dim. 
uh, could this help? I mean, it kind of ruined an element of surprise, but if we kept it, like, behind <sighs> digging? Mm. Uh, it's an option, I suppose, if things go poorly. Yeah. Mm. Well, is it is it already um, getting dark? You guys are getting close. Um, it's 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 yeah. about four o'clock. Digging and you can still, still see in the hours. light. It Wouldn't is the not light dark. give us away? Yeah. Right. The I, the spell would of course give us up give our position away unless is an actually interesting idea. Tactically speaking, you can place that anywhere, right? Yes. Uh, do you have to maintain some sort of distance uh, from it for it to I need remain? to stay within 120 feet of it. That's not bad. We could place that light somewhere in their camp, draw their attention to it, and then, you know, ambush them appropriately. Diggin rips out a heart. Um, and then Diggin rips out a heart, yes. And I, yes. Can, uh, and I can make uh, four of them appear. And I just That's kind of make bad. four of them. And then I just kind of, like, faux juggle them. And then make them go out. Interesting. Do any of you have illusion spells? Um, I do. Oh. No. Conjure a, a, a little kind of, like, wisp of, like, leaves and grass and light and... Whoosh, whoosh, I don't know. I, have... I can disguise myself into one of them. Interesting. I can uh, make things seem louder. Well, they're I outfit. Can, I can close doors real loudly or open them up, windows. I can turn candles off and on. Uh, that sort of small thing. Do we need to we spy be very... on them first? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I, I, I lift up night. my hat, and under <laughs> my hat is my little rat familiar. <gasps> oh, and he's so cute. Yes. His name is Puff. He's a little, he's a little brown rat. <laughs> I can send him out to spy. Has he been under there the whole time? Yeah, he has. He's, he lives there. He lives under my hat. Does he nibble? No. Does, does he, he's pretty uh, good. go to the bathroom? No, he's, he's magical. He doesn't have to go to the bathroom. <gasps> oh, oh, he's magic. That's cool. He is like Diggin. Um, you, you don't you need magic? to go to the bathroom either? Oh, Again, does yeah. not have to use facilities. Now, you see, that's very useful. <laughs> yeah, that's a, is that a cantrip? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so, Sorry, the plan then, uh, the plan then, not a, not a problem, the plan then is, uh, to to approach under cover of darkness and uh, spy on the camp. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. See oh, what we damn. see and then decide from there if we want to attack or wait. You were yeah. given instruction too that this um this place resides on the edge of a stream. Um, so you have a little bit of knowledge, kind of this very rough map of where they're at. But as it gets yeah. later into the evening, um. For the uninitiated, namely folks on stream, you you enjoy the sunset, as it were, in Siorion. There's not really a sunset. As the veil, this massive object, crosses in front of the sun, um, takes about an hour, hour and a half for it to fully dim from broad daylight 
into darkness, and he enjoys the entirety of the world is bathed in this deep orange and red as the giant dark object moves in front of the sun and blocks it out completely. And during the time as you're looking up and walking in the evening time is when the cracks really start to show up in the sky and you see some stars sparkling off in the distance. Um, Penelope, you specifically spot the constellations of Diagon um, and a couple of the other ones that you are familiar with. And the faint blue lines start to appear. Uh, and it's nice to watch them as they almost seem to shimmer and drip just a little bit as the cracks appear across the sky in that last hour of dusk and then begin to accentuate the star field that you can see from the surface. And we move silently under cover of darkness. And I'm going to need a stealth check from everybody, please. Yes, I'm good at these. <laughs> this is going to be a group stealth check. Oh. So depending on how well the group does, Ooh. as you all assist each other to sneak in. What? Oh, great ah. so far. No! Oh. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maxi. Okay. You seem to keep a low profile as you move along the stream quietly um, up towards the camp. All right. Yeah. Um, Tarak offers uh, the group to um, use his um, Pass Without a Trace spell. Um, oh, I forgot you can do that. That's fascinating. <laughs> How does that look are for we, everybody who has not seen it yet? So Tarak presses his palms together and uh, just closes his eyes and then he extends his palms in a circle and as he does that a sort of sphere of darkness um, even darker than the night that uh, surrounds them extends from him and uh, radiates out into about a uh, 15 or 20 foot sphere and you see that the noises from the outside are are dimmed and you kind of have a feeling that any noise that, that we might make or, or any sound or uh, even what we do will not be visible from the outside and we feel kind of sheltered as we uh, continue moving toward the camp. And what does a uh, pass without a trace actually do game mechanically wise, if you don't mind? Adds um, 10 to your stealth. Yeah, adds 10 to the stealth and cannot be traced uh, other than with uh, magic. And um, let's see. Just so the viewers get it, if there's yeah, anybody yeah, that yeah. doesn't know what Pass Without a Trace does. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Good call indeed. Thank you, Diggin. So you all very quietly make your way up to the camp. And ooh, do I have a sneaky soundtrack? Diggin's <laughs> stealth is at 35. He disappears. Oh my god. <laughs> so the group as a whole, um, you very quietly creep up alongside the edge of this camp. I'm just trying to make sure vision works well. Perfect. Yeah, I can 
So it says a veil of shadows and silence radiates from you, making you and your companions, masking you and your companions from detection. For the duration, each creature you choose within 30 feet of you, including you, has a plus 10 bonus to stealth checks and can't be traced except by magical means. A creature Perfect. that receives this bonus leaves behind no trace or other traces of its past. Nice. Um, we're going to need a rat familiar token. Yeah. I don't know if I have one prepared because I forgot you had him. I can I have, send ooh. you a picture of my actual Hold on. rat. I have I have a I little rat here. Perfect. There you go. It's a little hard to see there in the darkness, Aww, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> you can definitely ping where you want him to go. You all approach very quietly under the cover of darkness as you make your way up along the this creek, this little stream. The babbling brook helps to cover your sound, but compliments of very good stealth rolls from everybody and Tarok's um, sphere of darkness that envelops you all as you pass without a trace. You creep up to the edge of camp and you get to look about briefly as the light sources flicker from torches and campfires and you hear quietly coming across the night sounds of hushed conversations and you can see figures moving between the campfires and you spot men, women and children moving about talking, kind of discussing things and, you know, having a quiet evening, some around campfires. And you also pass by, um, we see in particular, we see children. Yep. Uh -oh. You spots. Okay. Or they seem like to be happy and yeah, they're, some of them are talking by campfires. Others are playing or chasing mm -hmm. fireflies and you do spot two gentlemen off to the side here, kind of watching the direction you're coming. I'm really ping for you, but watching the direction you're coming a little bit, but you all pass on, or out of their vision quickly, and they don't spot you moving along the creek bed. And looking back into camp, you see a few other people casually monitoring the perimeter of the camp, but they seem pretty secure here near their caravan of wagons and goods, and a few of them are sorting through boxes of stuff as they pick around and talk to each other throughout the evening. Okay. What would you guys like to do? Reevaluate. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Wait, are, do we have to kill the children? No, we're not no. killing any children. No, I don't want to. I'm we're, not. Not. Uh, this, we're not. This changes everything. Um, sorry, this didn't change me. For... I wasn't killing anyone to begin with. <laughs> Point of clarification. As we talk inside of Pass Without a Trace, they can't hear us outside, right? I will get to you in just one second. I didn't want to double check the language on that. I do believe it says that. I want to make certain, though. My favorite spell. I shouldn't know this. <laughs> yeah, it says a veil of shadows and silence. Oh, sweet. From your masking you and your okay. companions from detection. So okay. we should be good. Magic. Magic. Magic is magic. Magic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you guys are you guys are covered and can actually have a normal conversation with inside or with inside of Pass Without a Trace. Does Diggin rip out a child's heart? No, 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 This is not for this. I am confused. I thought these were bandits, not the encampment of refugees. Okay. Yes. Did Diggin right. go talk to them? No. Um, but not yet. Can okay. 
Do you think they'd be freaked out by seeing someone of uh, my uh, nature? Why? Uh, a little good bit. day. I was freaked Possible. out seeing someone of your nature. I was not. I feel like that's a little racist. I mean, Anyways. Yeah, but I've, I've seen others like you. No, just the horns. Yeah, I that get that. That is rude, Penelope. Um, but, I mean, I, if, if I, maybe someone else, or maybe just someone else could go in and say we stumbled, we're looking for a place to stay. If they treat us badly, then we attack. If they treat us warmly, we get information. Something if like that. If I recall, that. they're looking for you, aren't they? Diggin reaches into his pouch. <laughs> Diggin has this and puts out the mark. So maybe we can. Oh. Uh, That's well, we could say we're returning it. Is a bunny intimidating? No. no. You're, you're very unintimidating. It's very cute. I hope that Where wasn't demeaning. Rabbit is no, no, no. You're good. Rabbit is full. That is rude. I'm not <laughs> eating Miss Pippi. No, I would um, never. I'm just saying. That, I believe, would be cannibalism. Yes, yeah, so probably. Mostly human. Yeah. My father is on the human side. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Human-like. All right, so... Something with this marker. If one of us who can maybe talk their way out of problems takes it and is the voice for the group... Diggin can do that. Oh. No, no, Diggin, please dig stay. I can usually talk my way out of most problems. <laughs> that's good. What is wrong um, with Diggin? Oh, you just don't have a lot of voice fluctuation. That's all. People right. like fluctuation. People um, like fluctuation. Yeah, yeah. Before we do Digging anything, I, I should, I should clarify, um, Miss Miss Pippi. I believe in this note that we acquired from potential assassins from this group. I think they're looking for you. So if you can what? make yourself look like someone else or something else or be invisible, I don't know what you're capable of. You seem magically gifted. I am. But it might be, it might behoove you to employ these tactics before we go and talk to anybody. If we're out going to talk to them. Out of character real quick. Did you just say in the letter what I think you just said there after Penelope? I think so. Diggin drops the, the mark and whips out his daggers. They will have to no, go through no, me. No, no, no. Okay. Yes, good. I like the enthusiasm, but we're going to talk to them first. Wait, is that what Penelope. the letter meant by apprentice? Assistant. I think so. Assistant. Assistant. I think so. Did I know that? Penelope, Did, I know you that? should stay oh, behind no. me. Um, wait, wait, wait. They've, they've shared it, yeah. Okay. I've shared what do they want the with assistant. Me? Okay. Uh, oh. I don't know what they wanted with any of them. Well, I'm just I, a bunny. I know that they wanted the book, I believe. Right. So now that I don't have oh. the book, I'm not a target. So that's fine. Uh, they won't know it's that's me. That's an old assumption. Okay. Watch this. It didn't say anything about the book in the note. It just said these names. I changed I my eye color. Myself. See, I'm a completely new person. Um, where did up she and down. go? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Barely recognized you. Um. I can disguise myself and then go talk to them. Diggin can dis disguise Diggin's self. Grabs a tree and like rips off a branch. Um, Where did Diggin go? Send oh Diggin my in. Lord. <laughs> um, we, we sure that's the best idea? Well, I mean, uh, mm, oh, if we oh, all just move gracious. collectively as a pack, 
closer, we can figure out what's going on, maybe. Right. But We still, are disguised. If... Well, mm-hmm. hidden. Yes. Or shrouded. But if, if we, we should get drop to... that if we're going to talk to them. Yeah. Well, um, if, if, well, hmm. Sorry, are you good at making friends? Uh, he murdered people. So, but he said in defense, you know? He wouldn't lie about that. I spent most of my life avoiding people. I can if I need to talk. I can, but... Uh, uh, how about uh, D- D- Doran? Mr. Doran, is that right? Are you very uh, good I with people? I certainly give it a shot. Um, okay. People take one look at me and usually run screaming for the hills. Oh. Mm. You are a little intimidating. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Don't worry about that. Uh, okay. Diggin kind of like just like disappears within the group and shows up on the other side uh, of uh, Maximil. <laughs> Diggin oh. makes good friends. Oh. Alrighty then. If. You want to go the two of us in? I believe you if you make good friends. Sure. You seem tall. I don't oh. remember that. You're a lot taller close by. Thank you. Is, is Tegan still in sentry mode? Is who in sentry mode? Diggin? Diggin, yeah. Uh, what do you mean by sentry mode? You got knives out? Yes. Maybe Penelope is in away. danger. Okay. Puts away his dagger and picks up the, the mark that he dropped on the ground. Penelope. Yes. With your passive perception, as the group of you are sitting around talking, oh, no. uh, discussing things, <laughs> you notice out of this small tent, Franklin Dubois steps out. Walks over, shakes hands with somebody, and heads back (laughs) into the tent. Guys, no, no, oh my god. It's very hard to make out from the distance. I send, I send Puff over to the roof over here to 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 see further. Does she tell okay. us? Does she tell us? I don't know. Can help me? I just saw the bard from the tavern coming out of that tent. <sighs> oh, good. We have a friend. No, 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 no. Oh, boy. We don't know if um, he's a friend or not. Oh. May I make a deduction? Deduce. My friend Rodman spent the night with Franklin the night before he got killed and the book got stolen by the Ivory Phantoms and it's very possible that our good Uh. very enamored friend Rodman told Mr. Dubois about the book that we had been guarding and got himself stabbed through the sternum and Ragnus your friend's loud mouth got him killed. Well, we can't change that now, and I, w- I wish... Oh, God. Wait, he spent well, the night don't... with him, then killed him? Not quite necessarily. It's a classic honeypot trap. 
Yes, Just except target, get all the information, and then. Okay, does Franklin look like the the description of the guy who killed Ragnus? Okay. No. So then, I, I don't, I don't think that Franklin killed him, but I think Franklin told the Ivory Phantoms about our whereabouts, and then is directly responsible for the demise of our friends. If, but I may be too options. bold. I may be we a little bold in my deduction. No, it seems sound. We do still need to decide what we're going to do, though. There are children here. I, um, I'm not going to harm them. I could scare them off. I mean, Dorian and Penelope. I... Penelope, you send Puff yes. off to the tops of that little that little box there. Yes. And uh, kind of let me know a little bit how this looks, because as you move through to Puff size, you do lose your senses around you physically. And you, at this range, kind of become the mind of that rat. So what does it look like as Penelope kind of lulls into this state? Like what I see around me? No, what do you look like? What does Penelope look like to her friends oh, as you kind okay. of go into the mind of this creature? Um, her eyes are completely white now. And then um, she's just standing still. Eyes are white in a trance. And um, you can tell that she's not there. So now remember, in this state, you can talk to your friends around you. You can oh, say things creepy. to them, but you won't be you won't be able to hear them. So you can speak through your mouth, but you can't hear them. But you can feel if anybody touches you. Okay. So. And, I'm talk within... and I'll be talking to you with the white eyes and like a creepy mm -hmm. trance. State. Has Diggin been around long enough to know what this is? I don't think Diggin's ever seen Penelope do this. Penelope, have you ever had right. reason to go through Puff's eyes as this as you've done this before? No, not in school. Okay. Perfect. So you all see Penelope kind of go into this trance as through the eyes of Puff. You spot about a dozen individuals um, kind of camped around this campfire. Um, of note, there are three armed men. Um, one sits at the head of this group, kind of in a position of honor, um, more or less. It's a loose grouping of individuals, but people be, seem to be treating this one individual with more respect. There are women here sitting next to these gentlemen. Um, and this gentleman in particular has two people with him, a male and a female, that are kind of louding over him a little bit, and you can pick up bits of conversation talking about their bravery and the things that they've done on behalf of their families and how proud they are of them. Um, make a perception check for me. Oops, wrong one, sorry. It's okay, we can take the roll there. The nine, and add so a 14 total. No, it was in nature by accident. Yeah, we'll just take the dice roll out of it okay. and add your modifier. So the 14, you hear bits of conversation um, discussing a caravan that they recently attempted to retrieve things from. They, they talk about the object not being there, the person that they were looking for not being there, um, but they are proud of them for standing so bravely and fighting to put food in the bellies of these families. In particular, they, they speak of our families as this collective group. 
And uh, there's a lot of praise to the gentleman at the front there for organizing this. And you hear them say specifically, you know, things like, We wouldn't be where we are today making it out here if you hadn't set up this contract and we're proud of you for the risk you took and you've gotten us into a great place. And he says, oh, the, the Phantoms are a tough group, but now that we're working for them, I, I think we'll be fine from here on out. We've got a little protection. And there's a little bit of laughter and some cheers around the group and they start to shoo the children off. And there's there's three children particularly around this. Um, by children, I mean under 12. Um, there's a couple teenagers within the group, but the children are shooed off. And then consequently, those that may be a little older children of some of these folk that happen to be teenagers are sent to care after them. And they disperse to the various tents around the camp as you kind of monitor the situation. Okay. What would you like um, to do? After assessing all of that, I unfaze from Pip. I mean, not Pip, Puff. <laughs> I'm Pippy. <laughs> and um, I relay the information back to everybody saying, guys, so there's a captain and then there's two others, but they were talking about a caravan that they hit to feed their current families. We can't kill them. They are just helping themselves. But also By killing just... others. Did they kill? Yes. That is what you just said. They hit a caravan. They killed a lot of those people that we were working for in town. The, the, the hammer. They said they contracted with the, what was it? The ivory phantoms. The they ivory called them phantoms. the phantoms. They are not the ivory phantoms, but they have contracted with the ivory phantoms. Uh, so they might and, be able to lead us to the phantoms. And they have the women. The women are with the men right now. We can't. But the men are armed in defense, so we might have to be on the offense. We could ask nicely for them to lead us to the head out of every phantoms. Um, does that work? Well, I mean, we could say, oh, we're also interested in joining up with every phantoms. We need extra work. Mm. And That's you know, not bad, actually. That oh, but I don't like lying. I do. <laughs> Seems no, to get me out of tough situations quite often. I don't like flying, but we, we could just stretch the truth a little bit. I mean, we are looking for the ivory phantoms, and we do want to talk with them. Nice guard, mean guard? Or nice guard, deceptive guard? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like lying. It's not, it's not nice. All right. Again, we'll play bad guard. We might not need bad guard for this one. Yeah. Again, we'll play good guard. Um, let's see. <laughs> Are there any names that we can use? Well, I mean, oh, but ooh, will Franklin recognize any of us as having yeah. worked with the hammers? I don't DM, know. question for you. Did I get a name from the boat encounter that Penelope and I were on? Ooh. Of the great swordsman. You did, actually. I'm trying to look over the note. His when name... you say that, you mean... No, oh, sorry, go ahead. His name was Zane Redstream. Zane Redstream, perfect. A stream of blood. Um, when you say great swordsman, you mean like someone who had a great sword? 
or that he no. was just really good. He, he was, was a, a good, good swordsman. swordsman. Yeah. Got it. Okay. It is a very important distinction, after all. <laughs> I can disguise myself as Zane and go in there with the marker. Oh, interesting. That's I good. did see him, even though he was of the non-living variety. Penelope, you need to practice this with a sword, and he'll uh, Diggin will take out a dagger and then like flourish it through the air uh, and spinning, and then actually it's two, right? It would be yeah, a rapier and a dagger. <laughs> flourish it through the air, spin, and then basically with the flourish, you end in a bow. Uh, kind of mimicking oh boy. something yep. in an air. Just to give Ooh. you a little bit of impression. You need to practice that. I need a sword. Diggin has daggers. I I grab one of his daggers and it's so heavy that I go, oof, and I drop it. And then <laughs> I kind of pick it up. Um, but I will disguise self. I will cast disguise self. Okay. As Zane Redstream. So I'm going to need you to make a make a slight deception check as you saw this fella when he was uh not very well colored looked uh, looked oh. pretty pretty pallid <laughs> and undeady um it's it's very dark it's hard to tell the flickers of light making their way through the trees you can see almost a almost a greenish tint to her skin as if the disguise is as close as you can get to humanoid color while being dead uh there's there's a little bit of a twinge of additional green in there but for the most part you look you know what a normal human looks like and you've tried to approximate his skin tone as best as possible question for and, you ben yeah um how would you rule the visual representation of mage armor would you rule that it like is visible to people or is it like only when i get hit or so I, if someone um, has the ability to detect magic, they can see it shimmering on you, but the mundane, the non-magic users, people who aren't actively looking for it, um, mm -hmm. they won't see anything is my, is my thought process behind it. And that's okay. something you'd be aware of. Like you, you may have dueled or practiced before in the past and you have seen it being cast by people, you know what they're doing and you're in tune with that sort of energy. Um, mm -hmm. But the folks that you have dueled against before, you've been able to equip it you know, as a reaction during combat and they're very surprised and, you know, there's a bit of a astonishment that this magical energy shows up as they strike you. Okay, I'm going to cast Mage Armor. <laughs> very good. What and would you guys like to do again now? Zane. Of the group, the of Zane's group. Ivory Phantoms. Ivory Phantoms, okay. Again, we'll go with Zane. Oh, um, should I take him as my prisoner? No. Diggins got this. Okay. Okay. You guys have control of your characters. Um, just as a side note, those of you that have played on virtual tabletops before, usually there's like walls and stuff. We wanted to be less video gamey. We are emulating a live game, so you have full vision on the map. Just approximate things like, oh, you know, there's a giant rock there. My character can't see that. That's kind of how we're playing, so that way that our folks, our friends that are joining us on the stream, um, then don't lose vision of what's happening to us. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You guys have control of your characters. Feel free to move as you wish, and please ping for me on the map where you are dropping 
this uh, this pass without a trace that's currently wrapping up the party. Like where you're leaving that in that spell behind that, where you guys would like to do that. Can you point to a place? Doesn't it just dispel if we? You know, what follows... I'm saying is like, like are you dispelling it back by the stream, or are you walking up next to the campfire and going, "Bloop, we're here." You know, how, gotcha. how are you guys? Where are you poofing that spell away at? No, we, should we should we should poof it right around the stream while we're still kind of away from yeah. it, so it doesn't look like we were actively sneaking up on them. This is okay. a bush, right? Yeah, that is a bush. Yep. Should we all go, or is it just gonna be, um, Pippi and Diggin? Diggin. It is Zane. Well, she's disguised as Zane. She is a he. For now. I love that he doesn't have object permanence. (laughs) 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 Um, If you're heading up there. Perhaps we'll go with her. Um, but they know they they've seen Maximil and they've seen us oh, at the tavern. I can do the eyes. Just the eyes. Have seen us at the tavern. Fuck. Maybe. Oh yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't them. Did did any of them look no, like the, that? The bard. The bard. He knows. Maximil, make try- a make a perception check as you kind of look around to see if you spot anybody. That yes, bears resemblance sir. to the face you got a close vision of. If I see him, oh boy. No, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, perception you said? Yep. Come on. It's Ooh. dark. The lights of the campfire and the torches assist you for illuminating the camp, and you've, you've scanned the faces in here for quite a while, and you don't see the attacker anywhere. Alright, well... The uh, man who killed Ragnus isn't here, but I don't know about the others. I don't know the, uh, the others who attacked, if they're here or not. This may be, you know, the group that attacked the caravan, in which case they may recognize some of us. I don't know. Did they Did they get a good view at me? Did they get a look at me? You guys were not part of a caravan that came back. The... Uh, for clarification on that, the okay. the Hammers of Mitotona said that they are caravan. Your cover story that was the main distraction for the four of you okay. going through the woods, that got attacked with the main group of people and okay. got pretty banged up. All right, so that wasn't... They, they didn't see us. These people didn't see any of us, except for Mr. Franklin Dubois. So, well, theoretically, I mean, I could be very, very incorrect, and we could be walking into a death trap. Uh, but there is a chance that we could go in, get more info, and then skedaddle. Me yeah, and, like and Diggin will go in. You guys stay back, just in case. We and have I will to agree. send a signal. They're going to fire the first shot if this is going to escalate to violence. We are not going to start this, correct? Correct. I'm not the murderer. Fair enough. This is information gathering. Let's go. Zane, you are hurt. Let me help you. No, no, not yet. No, 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 I'm fine. Not yet. No, you are hurt. No, 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 no. But you don't look okay. 
I, I, I look how we found him. Yes, pale. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. I promise. All right. If you are moving up to camp, go ahead and just move yourself up to that campfire ring. Yep. Um, those of you that are staying behind, put yourself where you would like to be staying and observing at. Um, do Dig I see in. any people like off this way? Nope. Nobody's down by the water. Yeah. Okay. This uh, this particular area seems very clear, and there's no torches back there either. Perfect. I would like to be kind of just here so I can still kind of see, but like hidden off to yep. the side. You kind of get behind those crates and you do see a few things that are interesting. Um, just kind of quickly glancing over those carts as you move in. Um, there are things that are bearing the marks of the hammers. Um, so there okay, are supplies so. here. There's a few weapons that are kind of thrown haphazardly back here. Um, some bits of armor, a bunch of like pairs of boots, things like that. And there's various canned and dry foods. Um, but the carts are high enough off the ground that you can even like slip up behind them, peek underneath them. You know, there's a lot of space for you to move. They're they're full horse-drawn carts. Okay. Um, and then specifically off map to the east and north a little ways, you can now kind of hear off in the brush. All the horses are kind of like tied up along the stream. You can hear them whinnying at each other a little bit. Diggin and Penelope, as you kind of make your way up to camp, nobody really notices you as you stroll in. But as soon as you get a little bit closer to the camp, the gentleman sitting at the front there kind of stands up suddenly and looks over. Hey! Who's over there? How'd you get past the god? Hello, sir! It is your friendly neighborhood, Zane. <laughs> Zane? <laughs> yes. I I haven't heard no Zane. You heard of a Zane? The Red Stream. Zane Red, Red Stream. <laughs> Zane registered. Nope. Doesn't ring a bell. Pull out from the pouch. This is official Ivory Phantom business. Oh, oh, hey, you lot, shape up. All of you. And he kind of points to everybody and they all sit up very suddenly and he walks over. You know, you know mind if I could see that, please? Oh, yeah. Um, well, Zane, red stream of the phantoms and friend. Welcome. Can I get you a drink, please? This is the great Zane, the greatest <laughs> swordsman you have ever seen. And I do the sword twirl that he did, but kind of not as great as before. Make a performance and... check. <laughs> um, I was going to give you disadvantage, but it's night by campfire. Oh, no. And... <laughs> um, you, you swirl a little bit, lose your grip, kind of bow down very suddenly at the end. It's a little jerky and... Uh, not as flourishy. You you try your very best to make it look good, and he just kind of goes, "Right, okay." We were well. We were ambushed at sea. Zane does not feel well. Well, that explains all that. Yeah, sure. Yes, Please, yes. Have, have a seat. You lot, move. And he like kind of kicks this fella in the back, who's got this man and woman kind of louding out. He's he's being very affectionate with both of them, and he just kind of kicks him suddenly in the back and goes, "Oh, oh, oh, sorry, boss." Ah scoots down the way he's like hey you lot come with me come on um and they they actually retreat out of the campfire ring and come sit right up the against ladies. these um the lady it's a it's an armed man and then it's a very nicely dressed male and a very um gaudily dressed female um it's Do they uh, appear to two be half going willingly 
Uh, yeah, they do. Okay. Um, and those of you that are, you know, hunkered down behind the uh, the boxes over here are mm. receive a front row street to see to a very like drunken makeout session. It's it's a little awkward, but you kind of look past them and you're just like, yeah, and try to watch what's going on. Um, but you two take a seat on the ring, and the gentleman, talks, what uh, what what can we do for you? We didn't expect to see any of the phantoms come by through till you know tomorrow at least to pick up the goods. We didn't find what you were looking for, you know, the the book thing with the the weird symbol on the cover. We didn't find that, but we're hoping somebody else did. I know there was a few legs to the attack. Our our leg to the attack did not find anything of value, and uh, we hope that you were successful as we led our great distraction. We did kill four of those bastards. We took them out good. They sent a bunch limping back home, but good. They yeah. deserve it. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Telling us we Thank can't you. live off the land out here, and we need to pay taxes and all that bull hockey. You know, we 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 work just fucking hard as anybody out here. Yeah, those bastards. You should not treat your yeah. family this poorly, though. That was uh, rude, kicking them out. Oh, he's not family. He works for me. He. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give them the, the beetle every once in a while and make sure that they know who's boss, right? Yeah. And a couple we of the other guys are like, eh, yeah. You have the goods for us. Oh, like I said, we didn't we didn't find your book. What you were looking for? Which and, which leg of you had has the book? You thinks thinks you have the book. I was hoping one of your fellas had it because we we attacked the caravan like we were hired to do. We got we got the some supplies for us, like you said, we could have out of the deal. We got some some coin that was good, yeah. But uh, you know they were on the return trip, so as expected, there was there was less of the uh, the interesting stuff. There was a few few minor artifacts, but you know we, we got them back in a chest. You said we could hold on to them and. Uh, we didn't find anything that looked like a book with a weird seven pointy symbol thingy on the front, like you said. But nothing like that. Nope. As we were coming in, we heard a explosion in town. Did you attack mm. the town? No. That wasn't us. We we've got some folk here, but nobody that's as as sharp at you know killing folk as the ivory phantom, so we tend not to pick a fight with the guards in town. Interesting. What are you guys called? Us? Um, I just, you know, we're just Rogar's men. Uh, I'm Rogar. You know, my, my wife, you know, she kind of helps look after him as well, but these are Rogar's men. And they're all kind of like, ah, cheer and hold up beard and ale, and they're all, they're all a few cups in at this point. This, this treasure loot that you got from the caravan, can we see it? Um, it's kind of dark. You sure? I mean, it's, there's some stuff over there. I, I got the rest in the tent. My, my wife's sleeping. I'd prefer if I don't have to wake her up till the morning. You guys could have a drink and we can go through it tomorrow. We are on urgent business and need to get back. It seems the attack on the town was successful and you guys might need to move tonight. Oh. That's a, that's a little, uh, a little, uh, unnerving, but all right. Yes. Um, well, let me see. Yarn, you up? And you hear this loud kind of, Ugh, what? Coming from off in the distance over here. Um, and emerging 
from the tent is a Goliath female, this very large kilted woman. Um, she's got a kind of a tabard across her chest, but she wears her battle scars well. Um, nice. Yeah, out of character, I'm not sure if anyone has seen old fashioned art of like Amazon bow warriors, but there was always legend that they removed yep. a breast to be able to fire bows. She proudly wears that out and has one removed and then a tabard over the rest. And you can see battle scars and cuts all over this woman. Um, absolutely imposing force standing at about nine feet tall. Just looks out at the group of you and goes, What, Rogar? And the human male that she was talking to and looks back and goes, well, well, dear, um, these are the ivory phantoms and they kind of need the stuff that you brought. Goes, you are oh. a lucky man. <laughs> hey, you damn right he is. He's real lucky. I start right. losing my composure a little bit and I go to Dickon, Dickon, they have a Goliath? Dane, have a drink. Put it over a drink that's been sitting on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I just lunch, I down it completely and out of nervousness. Um, you watch as Penelope freaks out, disguised as Zane, drinks the drink and it kind of goes through the <laughs> neck area of Zane. But it's dark oh, no. enough that most people aren't like they're more watching <laughs> the uh, the boss do his work. Um, but yeah, the cup goes to a strange place, but nobody thinks twice about it. <laughs> the Goliath woman steps back into the tent and uh, comes back out with a chest of goods and like a small wooden chest that bound in iron and she comes back up to the camp and um, yeah she drops it down and oh, this is what we found that looked pretty and um, y'all can choose but as agreed we get all the supplies and 20% of this I just want to open it up and flick through it and see what's in there. She kicks it forward at you and it just spills out in front. Um, I squeal like a little girl coming from Zane. Zane. Make a deception check with a with disadvantage. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you said perception or deception? Deception with disadvantage. How do you do disadvantage with the control? Control, control. control yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Ten. Oh boy. As the the smattering of articles kind of goes out and you squeal with joy. Um you're happy that, joy, that there's fear. the roar of the campfire and like the the chest of goods kind of spills out in front of you. Because there's a you the rest of you hear this small little as the Goliath kind of looks Asked Zane a bit, then looks back to Zane. But was that you, tiny no, one? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry. No, no, be... no, 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 no. Mm. Oh, I must be rabbit being hunted by those coyotes. It smells like rabbit in here. Coyotes? Zane, <sighs> please take another drink. <laughs> um. So this this chest of goods um, is, you know, a series of, of like old drinking vessels, um, a few rolled up scroll tubes that are encased in like beautiful gold filigree. Um, but they all seem like old, interesting artifacts. Um, nothing about a book. A lot of them have a seven pointed symbol on them. 
uh, that resembles um, something on your person, Penelope. Right, right. That you've seen. Um, you see that kind of emblazoned on a few things, but nothing jumps out at you as like ornate and fancy or, well, I mean, sorry, it's all ancient and kind of fancy for being ancient. However, none of it appears to be um, something that you'd seek. Um, make a quick arcana check for me as you kind of see this stuff spill out in front of you. Ooh, six. Penelope, with your 15, <laughs> um, Diggin, you have no clue. It's just all pretty stuff. Diggin was going for the, the scrolls. You kind of reach out and grab a few of the scroll cases of Penelope on those particularly. You do see runes that are incredibly hard to understand. It looks like, um, hold on real quick, without giving away the everything here. Okay, yeah. Looks like a form of Elvish. Um, kind of a very strange mix between Elvish and Celestial that you just aren't quite grasping, like these old roots of these this language. But the runes that you see um, are indicative of base forms of magic. You see like transmutation runes and abjuration runes and all these different decorations on the outside of these scroll cases that Diggins picked up. There's two of them in particularly. And then the rest is uh, some some ornate jewelry, some goblets that have the seven point symbol on them, and a few other interesting bits that are mostly treasure, something that someone would wear or use, but nothing too exciting. Jigen will just take both of the scrolls, um, stand up from reaching down on the ground in the dirt or, or sand. This will be sufficient. The rest is yours, but I would advise you, the town is moving and on the what's hunt. The, what's the town going to do to us? They're not coming out here. And Rogar kind of looks up. Well, you know, you might want to listen to these folk. They they know a thing or two. Uh, no, I think we'll be okay. Thank you, though, for your concern. Take your spoils. You have been warned. Good enough. Strange thing. Thank you. Strange thing. She bends over and scrapes back up. Rogar kind of kneels down and helps, and he looks back. Will you, uh, y'all be staying with us for the evening? No, we must be leaving. Thank you for um, your hospitality. Well, um, so we shouldn't expect any sort of meeting tomorrow. You know, they said maybe you with said the guards. Not us. Well, the Ivory Phantom said that they would help to protect us if anybody attacked. That was the agreement. You know, we would get some of the spoils and get to get some food and some gold to live off of. And we would help them to, you know, grab stuff that was in interesting to them. And we've lost you have good your men spoils. out here. Hey, you have buddy. your food. And he kind of steps up and pokes you in the chest a bit. We've lost good men out here. And we lost many at sea, too, buddy. Poke back. Hey, you both are a little outnumbered here. If you want a bit of a scrap, we'll have a scrap. But I'm warning you, you're out of your element, brother. I stand up trying D to dig in. To, sorry. And Diggin will lower his brow. You think we are outnumbered? First mistake. Oh boy. Can I make a de uh, uh, deception check or intimidation check? <laughs> make an intimidation check. He kind of instinctively yells, Hey, boys, high alert. Are any of the women still out? 
They're starting to back away from this ring a bit. And he kind of yells out to the group, Hey, boys! Be on high alert. We got some folks snooping around. Hey, uh... Oh, you all see... Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> you all watch and listen as people kind of start getting up and moving around. And in particular, Franklin Dubois steps out of his tent, kind of looks around for a moment, peeks and kind of leans back in, says something. And after a brief moment, the canvas flap pulls back, and Maximil, you watch as no. Rob steps out of the tent. No! And that's where we're going to end the first campaign session. <laughs> oh! <Later>, motherfucker. Oh. <sighs> well, we got to kill your friend, apparently. <laughs> Man, Diggin makes good friends. You make bad friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Penelope I is... I him! <laughs> Penelope is crumbling under the pressure. <laughs> uh, on the one hand, I'm so happy he's alive, but on the other hand, <laughs> the squeak was great. Thank you all for a fantastic first session. Traveling companion. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what was his name? Rodman. Rodman. R O D N A N. Not anymore. <laughs> hey. He's still my traveling companion, even if he is a little bit a traitor. He's he's love struck. <laughs> he's a little bit of a traitor. That's a brief, Are we supposed to fight these guys? Sorry? Are it's we supposed to, you guys. to fight these guys? Uh, we it's not dumb. It's, it's, it's I don't think there is a supposed to. I will send the signal. Unless <laughs> he fails. Well, they right. yelled out, so I think it's, if it's, it's loud enough. To. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, if necessary, I will intimidate the hell out of those two because I am now angry and sad. <laughs> and sad. Oh. No. Fair enough. She has the big sad. <laughs> Yay! I, <knew. laughs> I mean, I saw him die and then I saw him be a traitor. That is not good juice, okay? It's been an emotional yeah. was, there, was, there was a body carried out on a stretcher underneath a blanket and. Nobody, nobody looked at it. Never well, looked under oh. the blanket. Yeah, nobody looked under the blanket. It's disrespectful. Oh, I just exactly. assumed it was Ragnar. What's his face? Rodden. Uh, Rod I assume. No, the other guy. Ragnus was already oh. carried yeah. out. Yeah. Oh. Ragnus was carried out first, and then this, this says you guys were going back to the hammers. They were pulling back a second body. Oh, shoot. Figured it was the first mm. part. Mistakes are made. Mm. <laughs> mm. So or deception is had. That's good. <laughs> I'm it's so angry, okay. We can good. go another hour. <laughs> no, can we? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we All right, could. Well, for initiative, can, here we go. But I don't think you. No, no. <laughs> combat, yeah. You know, real quick process combat in D and D. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. With this many players. Yeah. Well, Great. You almost got the fly. signal, which was going to be Kaka! Kaka was the signal? <laughs> Our, so, will oh we have God. something we're able to do for combat? Will we be having, like. Um, at this point, we don't know you if it's watched, combat. You watched, um, you, you heard an alert go out from, from Rogar. Oh and then Franklin and he Dubois. Poked and, 
And Franklin Dubois and uh, Rodman both stepped out of that tent together. And that's where yeah. we stop. So Perfect. we will see what happens next week on Spellcast right. Adventures. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I will do Thanks, the outro. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, thank you so much for watching session one of Spellcast Adventures. Dun, 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 dun. Yay. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Very cool. Thank you, guys. If you want all of our information about everyone you see here and the show, please go to spellcastadventures.com. Have a great night. This will be uploaded on YouTube and on every podcast place you can listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I put it everywhere. <laughs> um, and check out for that and join the Discord where's my handy dandy discord button i don't have yeah we it. do have a a D, D tavern in the discord we do. if you want to come the chat discord. with the players yeah. we fun. can talk about everything but yeah sort of conspiracy theories around exactly <laughs> so funny but yes thank you guys have a good night check out the uh recast replays and podcasts which we will be linking all over our twitters Thank you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for watching our first episode of Spellcast Adventures. If you've made it this far, please let me know in the comments below and don't forget to like and subscribe. If you like to support the show, please visit spellcastadventures.com. Oh,